Are you happy now, Joe? I am happy. <laughs> He's got the birds. Just couldn't, you know, just he couldn't get it out of his head. Oh, there it is again. Oh, oh. Look, people have always heard us talking about the fantasy song with the birds. Now they know. This is for you, people. I thought it was for me. Now it's for everyone. Yeah. Welcome to Couch Grouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Another day, another week. Or another week, another day, another... Okay. I was going to use a fake name when I introduced myself today. What was it? Let's see how I do. Let's see if I can do any better. Hold on. I don't know. Mine was pretty good today. Well, hold on. Let's... Ready? Ready? You got to sip it. Oh, that brings us to um, the review we got. Yeah? We oh, got great. A, we got a review. Less gotta, mouth noises. Let me pull that the up. Review. <laughs> Grouches. You guys can send us a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe we'll read it if it's good. If it's a good review. Or if it's a t- horrible review. If you're or like, if it's these guys suck. I mean, give us five stars and then give Real us Real money. Review, like, um, what the read. hell does that mean that I just said? I don't know. These guys suck real money? But we got, we got a review from uh, Chadwick Bogwandi, who's actually my friend Tony. <laughs> Chadwick Bogwandi. It's the title. Why? No, why? It's a, it's a, there's a recurring, well, several recurring characters in all of our D&D campaigns named Chadwick Bogwandi, but it's pronounced, Chad- it's pronounced Chadwick Bogwandi. And he is. It's so racist. He is a god, uh, a devil. two for two, right? He's a god, a devil, a man. And something else. But so Chadwick Bogwandi writes best ASMR podcast on the internet. And then the text of the review is just how I like my podcast. Nice and moist. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for that. I met met Tony. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely one of the ones that I met. Yeah. Chadwick Bogwandi. Chadwick Bogwandi. And the name itself isn't racist. It's just funny to say. Okay. Um, he How? was he was pre Ugandan Knuckles, and then Ugandan Knuckles became a thing, and everybody was like, "We would do the Chadwick Bogwandi voice," and everybody thought we were doing Ugandan Knuckles. What what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Memes, oh, memes. Dear. Okay, so um, <clears throat> how was your week, Gonzo? I'm trying to remember if I did anything significant. I don't think that I did. No, no, it, it was all right. Joseph, um. How are you reacclimating to the colonist life? Uh, <laughs> things are going pretty all right. I'm still every so often I'm looking the wrong way before crossing the street, thinking that cars are coming a certain way. You should but, look both ways. Well, you know, it depends on the way that you look first. But you should look both ways before crossing the street. Well, this sometimes, is like, sometimes I look one way and then I begin crossing and look the nah, other. Nah, nah, you're doing it wrong. This is kindergarten stuff here. I'm an adult. <laughs> I bet you don't color inside the lines either. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. Depends on the picture. Lines are there for a reason, Joe. To be crossed. Oh. This is why we told my mom not to listen to the podcast, so we can cross some lines. <laughs> we'll get to that in the mail section. Um, my mom asked if she could see the podcast. I don't think she understands what a podcast is. <laughs> okay. Um how have you heard uh, heard anything back from friend of the show Luke Evans? I have not. Has he I do, seen I your do DM? I do want to say I do want to say uh, congratulations to friend of the show and also one time special guest Jacqueline on her graduation this weekend. 
is good on you. Indeed. Good on you, Jackie Wheels. Jaquelin. Jaquelin. She now has she now has her third degree. I believe so. She's so much smarter than and we she's are, going, or at least more of a harder worker. She's planning on going for her master's. I don't know. That just year. sounds like she's addicted to degrees now. She just, you know what? If I could be a professional student, I would too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Good for her. All right. <sighs> so, um, anything new with you? Oh, new with me? Yeah, um, we didn't ask you. What's new with me? I um. I found myself going regularly to um, the the first LARP I ever played. Nerd. Oh, I got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, the first LARP I ever played. Hey, but I don't have the soundboard in front of me, so I can't hit it when you deserve it. Okay, so I appreciate I appreciate you saying that there's a soundboard. I really do. You and I both know goddamn well that it's just me playing stuff off of YouTube. <laughs> we should get a soundboard. If anyone wants should, to donate a soundboard, should, but, um, they can... Tie it to the back of a stray dog and hope that it gets here. We need money. <laughs> no, I didn't want money. I just wanted them to tie a soundboard to the back of a stray dog, dog. And then it would get to us. There it is. Okay. Um, Chimmy so. Rimmy Tim Tam. That was the name I was going to introduce myself as today. Chimmy Rimmy Tim Tam. Well, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> why? Huh. So as yeah, I but said. why? Yeah. Why not? As no, I your said. fake name is Bruce. Oh, fair enough. Unless you ask any of the kids at New Britain High who have named me Stanley. Stanley. Okay. Because they said I didn't but look like a why? Bruce or a Joe. They said I didn't look like a Bruce or a Joe, so they said your name is now Stanley. It's all right. At a, you at, don't look at, like a Stanley. At Starbucks, they named me Chip. Oh. Chip. I don't know why. So, yeah, as I said, I've been going to um, I've been going to the, uh, the very first LARP that I ever started playing when I was like 19, 18 or 19. Um, it's a, like a medieval fantasy LARP called Fantasy Quest. Um, uh, and uh, really, really enjoyed it. It's it's interesting going to a game, you know, that you started playing 20 years ago. And I took mm-hmm. like a couple, I took a number of years off. Mm-hmm. Going back and there are still a couple of friends that you've been gaming with for 20 years there. And then there's a bunch of new, and there's like children there, like, you know, like, like, like. 60 like 17 18 year old kids there uh 20 year old kids there and it's just like oh wow like kids are still into this shit so um if you're in the nerd if you're in the uh tri-state area um check out fantasyquest.org um their site is under construction so it's terrible but the game's super solid or um or uh you know message us at couch grouches at facebook uh, on facebook or like you know crouch grouches at gmail.com i'll get you more info um, but if you like swinging foam and throwing packets, mm-hmm. packets and stuff like that, it's a lot of fun. So that's what I that's what I did this weekend. Um, I'm still kind of sore. See, I don't like that. That's a lot of physical exertion for me. You don't have to. That's the that's thing. why I like political intrigue in the basement. Yeah, that's why you play vampire. So that's <laughs> why you play. I vampire. haven't played vampire in a long I know. time either. So and, and you're I, asked eventually, about. I'm sure. About I'm sure next weekend. I don't think next weekend. I've. Come on, man. There's new staff now. Man. Yeah, I have Including to... friend of the show, Sam. Good old Sam. I just have everything going on all at once That's these right. days. I, I found out I have to house it, so I don't know. I'm going to try to stop by game for a little bit, but i got to get the house. Hey, why? What you got to sit? Cat. Old cat. I got the uh, Shad Derby on Saturday. The Shad Derby is uh, the town oh, of yeah. Windsor's festival. It's a dumb fish. It is a dumb <laughs> fish, so... 
It's not even that tasty, I think. And I, I don't believe so. So this just turned out to be the most boring opening yeah. that we've done in a long People time. People like it. Um, Do they? However, yeah. Gonzo, once again, master of the segue. Speaking of cooking fish, the subject of today's uh, podcast. Well, we got to do news. Cooking fish. It's it's about about cooking. We're going to talk about cooking fish. Okay. Uh, Oh, that's right. We're going to do news first. I don't Um, cook fish. I don't cook fish. Oh, so what's the news theme song again? Do you remember it? I thought you were going to isolate that. I don't know. I decided to have him. Why? I'm here. Yeah. Um, All right. Then we could do all these crazy effects with it. Yeah, I just have it backwards. Play it backwards for me, Joe. That was me, by the way, not Joe. <laughs> I don't fucking know. That was fucking bad. Um, all right, so uh, news. Good news is uh, we asked you guys to send us an article for Gonzo to do because he never does. And uh, he got one. We do have one, so Gonzo will be doing one. Uh, regarding future friend of the show, Ron Perlman. Indeed. Yeah, but let's start with someone else, because I've sure. never done the news before. All right, I will start. Um, and I will start with, um, oh, do I want to go sad to start, or do we bring I mean, it down at the end? I mean, this really translates uh, well into a rant. Yeah, it could. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I got two fairly up. Okay. Well, they're not really up, but they're, they're good. Well, I'll start down yeah. then. Um Today, which is um, Monday, uh, the 14th of May, um, a very uh, prominent figure from my childhood has passed away. Um, Margot Kidder, who played uh, Lois Lane in the original uh, Richard Donner film Superman and all those Christopher Reeves Supermans that followed, um, died at the age of 69. And I just wanted to bring her up for a couple of reasons. A, um, I mean, she was Lois Lane, man, and she was my Lois Lane. And she's really, I mean, no, 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 no slight against yeah. Terry Hatcher or Amy Adams or um, the horrible Lois Lane from the um, Superman Returns. Superman Return. I don't even I know. I who forgot that, is. that fucking broad's name. Um, although I'm sure she's very nice. I shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know. But it, I. You know, she was just Lois Lane. Like, Margot Kidder was Lois Lane. She was awesome. I heard she was also one of the most pleasant people to meet. In she was public. supposed to be very yeah. pleasant, yeah. So, I, you know, and, you know, the, the, the last few years of her, like, the last, you know, decade of her life or so was really somewhat marred by the fact that, um, you know, um, she suffers, she suffered uh, terribly from, um, from bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, she did at one point have like a break with reality and um, was found homeless um, for a while. Not because she was, you know, indigent or didn't have any money or anything. Right. She just, she left and, you know, didn't come home. And, you know, she, and, uh, you know, uh, there was some substance abuse and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but she really kind of brought it back in the final years of her life and was really you know, big as an advocate, you know, for mental health awareness and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and as someone who is bipolar, himself um certainly not to the um becoming homeless degree yeah, right. although the, you know, the thought may cross my mind someday who knows mm-hmm. oh, she yeah the comments loaded um good um she um you know she, she was an advocate for mental health um awareness and things like that so you know she's you know she's important to a lot of people an entire generation really you know loved her mm-hmm. um if you've never seen those movies, Jesus Christ, what the hell's the matter with yeah. you? Um, hey, Joe. Yeah. What's the opposite of Christopher Walken? 
Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. And it's, you, you did it wrong. It's the other it's, way around. It's both ways nah, around. It, yeah. It, it's it's the, the the other way is better. They're both fine. Yeah, no, but I'm still right. Um, nah, no, I am. Nah. Um, it's just like your opinion, man. No. Um, if you haven't seen that, you know, those, at least those first two yeah, Superman right. movies, um, I, I, I still personally think that when it comes to, you know, superhero films on a mythological scale, that that first Dick Donner mm-hmm. uh, Superman with Marlon Brando yeah. is possibly, the, like, you know, one of the best comic book movies, if not the best comic book movie ever made. Mm-hmm. So that movie's awesome. So, um, yep. Marco Kidder dead at 69. She will be missed. And uh, as I said on Facebook, thank you, Lois. You know, we appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. And go easy, bro. All right, Joe, pick it up. Um, so in other uh, sort of, that was sort of tangentially related to DC movies and other DC movie related news, Shazam, the movie that everyone thought was never going to be made, Shazam. has wrapped on its filming. I thought Shazam was already a movie with... With uh, Sinbad as a yeah. genie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the superhero film Shazam, starring... Uh, Baron Steen Bears. Zachary Levy uh, has officially wrapped filming. But not um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, he's... I, I don't know at what point they decided to take Black Adam out of the movie. I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I gotta jump down, jump on for a minute here yep. about this. No one wants to see a Black Adam movie. No. I mean, I want to see The Rock at a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But no one wants to see a Black Adam movie. I know DC fans out there, they're... You know, they got... Listen, I get it if you're a DC apologist. I, one of my very, very closest friends in the world that we all game with is a, D, is a DC apologist. Mm-hmm. Is it me? No, it's not. Because I hate DC, but I, know I love DC. I know. Um, That's why I hate DC. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. But be realistic, dude. Of all the villains you're going to make a movie about, mm-hmm. no one wants to see a Black Adam movie. Yeah. No one. And they also want to take him if they, when they do the standalone Black Adam movie that's not going to be made. They want to do like Venom, where they go the anti-hero route and things like that. But he's n- he's never been an anti-hero. Right. Also, Venom looks like garbage. Yes, that mo- and agreed. that movie that movie looks like a pack of fucking I have garbage. A bunch of friends that are sitting there going, "Oh, did you see the new trailer for Venom? It looks so cool! I can't wait to see it." Edge Lord, did, did you see a trailer did you watch that was the same different? Trailer that I saw because because that... what I watched was. Garbage. Yeah, I'm a reporter. Not... I gotta do my job. I gotta do my job. You know what I'm saying? You know, cause um, I'm Tom Hardy, and uh, I only do one American accent, and uh, it's yeah. this one. It's this one. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, um, it's not very good either. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, I like Tom Hardy. So do uh, I. But... Shazam is now going into months of post production work, and then. Uh, April 2019, I believe, is the scheduled release date. We'll see if they stick with it. And we it. can see Zachary Levi in a freaking like muscle suit. Yeah. Did you see the pictures of him in the freaking mm. muscle suit? Ridiculous. I, I mean, if it's a comedy or something, I mean, maybe they'll make it work. That's I was fine. confused I mean, for a minute. I thought you were still talking about Spawn. It's uh, not be. Spawn, Venom. Venom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Two horrible, two horrible uh, superhero it's movies. It's be somewhat silly because it's about a little kid who becomes a god, right? Well, like effectively. They, they gotta, he becomes a superhero. It can't, it can't be... Typical DC dark. It's got it's, it's got to be a little goofy. If anyone can find a way to take a goofy story like Zack Snyder, make it dark. It's it's DC. Yeah. Zack Snyder. So Gonzo, what's your, what's your article? Um, besides being 
horribly written and formatted. Yes. <laughs> like seriously, uh, if you could see this, they start out with you know the standard font, but as soon as they begin to introduce the tweets, yes, this article is about tweets from Ron Perlman. Let me preface with that. <laughs> um, and I don't really care much about the article because the article is just like an opinion piece here. I like what Ron's got to well, say. It's just it's him going like totally political, right? Yeah, I li- and mm-hmm. I like it, but the the article is garbage. If you if you do also, have a take, left, yeah. take a look here, where it starts out with the nice mm-hmm. standard font, then it transitions to oh shit, we got tweet fonts. We got to make our font bigger so you can tell what's our words and what's not the tweet. And it goes on like that for the rest of this. Taking a break every two tweets to interject, you know, mm-hmm. oh, what what he's done. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I love what Ron's saying here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you're in any way left, um, left-leaning. Um, and I, I don't even, and you have, I don't even necessarily see this as that left-leaning. This is just, because one of the comments, spoiler alert, like you may have heard me exclaim mm-hmm. earlier, the comment section finally loaded and that's the gold mine on this yeah. article. Mm-hmm. But one of the best comments on there is this guy saying, this is exactly how I felt under Obama, which only tells us we need to cut through the chaotic bullshit and fix it. Right. So that's good. If you're possessed of any manner of indignation uh, in reference to the, you know, in reference to your political situation, Ron Perlman's uh, Twitter feed is definitely worth a read. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Gonzo, talk to me about the uh, about the comments section. Oh boy, well let's uh, let's just read word for word that top comment because mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier before we started that the top comment is the one that was just straight garbage fire, gobbledygook. Um, I kind of want to push this mark as spam button. <laughs> <laughs> that amuse me, but it's it, it's just. Basically, another privileged person that pulled his head out of the sand for a few moments and realized it's an ugly world. What makes his opinion any more relevant or poignant than the next person? What statistics say that it is reflective of the majority? I'm personally tired of these celebrities having a sudden moment of reality and then thinking of themselves as the next messiah. Even more tired of the media giving them a pedestal to preach from. Um, I mean, but this, this person, Jesus. And... Like the the articles just full of you know placations, but mm-hmm. you know it's it's pretty cool here. Ron Perlman, yeah, he says he's taking a break. He's going back to his little corner of the world where that's why he hasn't tweeted at us. Where he, where he you know all he has is poured into his family, friends, and the nobility of storytelling that celebrates our commonalities and not our differences. In the words of Joni Mitchell, if you want me, I'll be in the bar. <laughs> Fair enough. So he does I, thought, drink. I thought you might like that, though. Yeah. The uh, s- nobility of storytelling there. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. That's a great turn of phrase. I, I like Ron Perlman. He's cool. He should listen to us. He should come be on this podcast. He can come have a drink with us. Absolutely. Little Angel's Envy. Little, Little Angel's Envy, yeah. If we, I, th- I think the store will get us some Angel's Envy if we tell him Ron Perlman's coming. I think so. So um, my my article is a, much like Gonzo's. It's less about what the article is. And, and more about. Well, it's not about the comments, but it's more about kind of in, the, in this case, just the way that it's clickbaity. Mm-hmm. So, and this is on a couple. I mean, really on all the, the nerd sites. Um, it's Marvel News, sorry. Um, but it's our only one for this week. Right. Um, and the one that this is actually the less, the least, well, not least, one of the, the least egregious ones. 
It's talking about, well, the headline is Avengers Infinity War directors revealed who died and who survived off screen. Mm -hmm. Now, there have been some that like make you think these did, are all, these they, are all did, the people that live. Did they reveal all half of the known universe that died? No, but they give you like, they give you like four people. I got a question about that. Yeah. So when he has already half committed genocide on the planets without the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Did they go from half the population to now a quarter of the population? I thought the same thing. I don't know. I think that it's probably just a total statistical randomness. I don't know that he set out those parameters. He just said half of the galaxy, half of the universe well, minus myself. Yeah. So. When he snapped. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there could be entire planets that have just disappeared because the dice rolled horribly on each of them. He might not even have said minus himself. I think he would have said minus himself because he's pretty he, lawful. No, but his entire purpose, his entire goal was to wake up the next morning and look out over a, you know, what was a thankful universe. Oh, thankful or universe. Yep. I actually want. I actually went to go see that movie again. Yeah. Last week with friend of the show Mallory Spencer. Yeah. Um, well, There's many friends of the show. I never know who you're going to pull out of that hat. Well, you, Mallory was well, a guest. I'm yeah, just saying when you leave with that phrase, and my brain's going, okay, who did he go with? I went with friend. No, I did not go with friend of the show, Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. I did not. You, maybe you should next time. I, listen, all, yeah, all I have to do is donate. I don't know. <laughs> um, so a couple of people. So the, they they did talk about who lived and who died, but like half of the ones they couldn't say. Right. So here's who. Uh, so let's go through the the ones that I have here. Howard the Duck lived. Good. Howard. Um, that's what uh, we needed. Jane Foster is unconfirmed because it would mean spoilers, which is stupid. Um, the actor that played Loki, a.k.a. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. Is he uh, dead or alive? Matt he's Damon. dead. This one's pretty hardcore. Uh, Betty Ross. Mm -hmm. You guys remember Betty Ross? Did you see The Incredible Hulk? No. Nah. The Hulk's She's, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, she died. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't really like Liv Tyler. No, neither do I. Um... Korg and uh you remember Korg? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Tika Watiti and um this my computer's freezing up now. I forget the other guy's name. Meek. 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 Yeah. Um again, another one that's a spoiler. They said they said they couldn't say. Well, they were on the Asgardian ship when it exploded. Right, but remember half of the Asgardians lived. Yeah, but the ship still exploded. The Asgardians can live in space. We saw that. Well, Korgs are made of rocks. Yeah, Quark's made of rocks. But Meek can apparently get crushed and survive. I don't know. So Did he live or die? Do you remember? Uh, they didn't say. They, All right, they, spoilers. They, they, uh, they Uncon unconfirmed. Well, if that's a spoiler, then maybe they're going to be back in another movie. Oh, well, I would say so. I, mean, I would say so. Um, Quark's already like half ash anyway. He's made of rocks. Right, so. That, I don't um, think you know how rocks work. Yeah, rocks. Okay, so I had to switch. So I had to switch because the computer, the, the site was freezing up. So here's what we have from Time Magazine. You need to get yourself an ad blocker. A complete, I don't, I have it. I don't have it turned on. A complete list of who lives and dies in Avengers Infinity War. And this is Time? This is from Time Magazine. So they clearly have a list of the entire right. half the universe? Yeah. Now, and, and now mind you, they go through, okay, so they go through a bunch Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. This is the wrong. This is the wrong article. This is literally who died in the movie and who didn't die. Um, sorry, I'm a bad person. Um, I wonder if Luke Skywalker's still alive. They share a universe now. Hmm. The greater Disney universe. 
the greater Disney universe. Okay, here it is. I got the article back up. Okay. So, um, Aunt May lives. Okay. Which is sad for Aunt May. Yep. Um, Did we release that episode where I said horrible things about... Marissa Tomei? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Or was that clipped? Or... I don't know. Let's just not get into that. Uh, Shuri mm-hmm. is unconfirmed. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, Lady Sif is dead. Cool. Why is nobody asking that question until this <laughs> list came out, though? That's what Be- I want to know. Because they listen to the podcast. Because yeah. we were asking about it last yeah. time. So oh. Now they have, oh, maybe yeah. they do listen to the podcast. This is directly because of us that they confirmed. And uh, Ned is unconfirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nakia, for Lupita Nyong'o, yep. is unconfirmed as well. I'm going to assume all the unconfirmed ones are, are probably, probably alive. alive, unless their death is like profound. So, um, so that's my lame article, Joe. But what about Ant Man's daughter, Joe? Yes. We'll know, we'll find out in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, unless that takes place entirely before the, which I think it does. Um, so Star Trek Four uh, has finally had their director confirmed, and for it's the movie. not Quentin Tarantino. It is not. It is. What if the little girl turns to Ash and that's why Ant-Man decides that he's got to come back and be an Avenger too? Maybe. So um, a woman named S.J. Clarkson has been confirmed by Simon Pegg in an interview to be helming the next Star Trek movie, which I looked up her credits, and she's basically just directed a lot of TV stuff, but a lot of the TV stuff that it is is like... She directed a couple episodes of The Defenders. She directed Jessica Jones. Yeah, there was like a lot of Orange is the New Black. She's done a lot of work for Netflix. Life on Mars. Um, uh, an episode of Bates Motel. Yeah. Like she's she's done a lot of TV work. Um, she's done like three episodes of Dexter and and Heroes. Honestly, the the shows that she's directed all have pretty pretty standout directing. I'd say so. Um, uh, they're they're. Giving her a shot, and it's you know. I gotta say, um, I like those Star Trek movies. Yeah, so do I. And yeah, I, I think it's important that um, I don't directors that, that that it's not the same old people over and over again. Yeah, that's what I think is mm-hmm. what's important is that you know they're starting to kind of you know studios are starting to branch out mm-hmm. and think outside the box for their directors for the longest time. You know, and this is you know, you know, you think about where we were even twenty years ago. Yeah. If you were in the movie business, TV was a step down. Right. Because TV, the writing wasn't as good, the uh, the budgets weren't as big, the actors weren't as big. Mm-hmm. Now look at today. Where's all the best writing? Right. TV. Yeah. You know, you've got The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. you've got you know, you've got the you know, all, you know, all those Netflix series. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got all kinds of great stuff on TV. Yeah, you still have shit like The Big Bang Theory, but still, I mean, like yeah. you know, cable, you know, Basic cable TV has incredible mm-hmm. stuff on it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's nice to see that they're doing that more with uh, directors as well. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder what yeah. Nicholas Cage is up to these days. <coughs> oh shit, that's the one I forgot to pull up. He's uh, was it Nicholas Cage related? I don't think so. Uh, was there? A He's attempting Cage? to make the transition to directing. I think, but that's why I was just thinking yeah. when when you were talking about you know studios branching <laughs> out with directors, and I'm going, Nicholas Cage should direct a Batman movie. Hey, that actually kind of worked this week. 
Boy, that just goes on forever. It just really does. Killing me is not going to bring back your goddamn honey. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for news. That's the news. Again, if you have uh, if you have news articles that you think you want Gonzo to read or to uh, barely read and just comment on, which I think was actually awesome, yeah. send them to uh, couchgrouches at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Dot com slash couch crouches or so many options you know tweet us oh, at, man, at couch but, crouches but here's DM what Harrison Ford thinks of the solo movie yeah it was really cool um he uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich was doing a uh, an, an oh, yeah, episode uh, an interview on on uh, and they showed it on entertainment tonight and Harrison Ford just kind of walked in and was just like I think he's marvelous you know <laughs> so yeah that movie comes out this weekend he, he walks in and goes get out of my chair <laughs> get out of my life that's what he uh, is that this weekend actually what he said was get out of my chair no this is the 25th it's 25th yeah what's this weekend this Something's weekend's this the 19th week. what's coming out this weekend oh I meant Deadpool? to look something up because of Deadpool? Jacqueline's question is Deadpool? Deadpool? Deadpool Deadpool might be this weekend is it this weekend I'm pretty sure I don't know right up. let's look it up someone that's not me Deadpool Oh yeah, Deadpool. We're, 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 I'm going to see that on Thursday night. <laughs> oh, look at you. Well, no, I don't have. I don't have tickets. Am I yet. going to see that on Thursday night? Well, let's. Well, we can discuss this. I don't see why not, though. Um, and then uh, the Thursday after that would be the would Thursday be solo. night solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we doing that? I, that I'm. Well, I mean, I'm going. I don't know about y'all. I mean, that's an important question that, that I should be asking. We should probably have that discussion. We so. should. All right. So in the meantime, um, you know what Deadpool loves. Chimichangas. Tits. And you know what's, you know what you have to do to make a chimichanga? Cook Tits. it. You have to cook it. Yeah. I'm batting over two right here. No, exactly. <laughs> so I, though I'm co- I'm fairly confident that my answer to your first question was also true. I'm sure it's yeah. true. He does like. I think it's confirmed in the in the at least in the movie canon that he likes tits. Um, yeah. He likes he likes tits in the right. comic book canon yeah. too. I think he likes everything. So. Poor Our, Thanos getting Lady Death stolen away from him by that Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> so, why cooking, Joe? Uh, yes, it was, Joe. It was one of the things when we were first deciding to come back, we talked about um, themes for episodes. And when we were first thinking about it, we were trying to come up with like typical nerd things. And then we were like, well, anything can be nerdy if you have that. You can be a nerd about anything if you have that level of passion. For Don't it, king shame. Of, yeah. It's you know so like cooking can be I'm I'm a fucking giant nerd about food I fucking love food food is I've I've <laughs> cried at meals because it's been so good yeah but but let me ask you this I'm now thinking of a version of the song Donkashin but where the lyrics are don't kink shame darling don't kink shame don't kink shame, shame. <laughs> um oh. darling don't kink shame I wonder if it exists it might. I like That's a it question. when you yeah. cause me pain. Yeah, there you go. I could do this shit all day. That's a question for after the podcast, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> cooking. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. I mean... I've been listening to that that radio dongle so long that I just, like, pick up on all the data static. Yeah. <laughs> like... What, um... So you say you're, you're geeky about... How, what do you consider being a... I think what is a cooking geek? I, I I mean, I wouldn't call you a foodie though. No, like one of those I think there's a yeah, well, that, there's a difference between being like a foodie who's like oh yeah, mm, yeah like the like the reviewer from Ratatouille, like a food hipster, the guy yeah. who's not Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, and and <laughs> no, like, Jacques Cousteau has been dead. For yeah, but the years. the other one, 
you know, he was a cook on the on the PBS too. What's the Jacques uh, Jacques Pepin? Yeah, that's the one. But I think I like him. We we are all nerds about food and the fact that we have stood in the in a parking lot until two a.m. talking about recipes and shit like that that we've cooked and. and oh, okay. Was I mean, I, I guess it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure you were there. Was I drinking? Oh, absolutely. Oh, this one hundred percent. Yeah. When this was, was this? This was during uh, Rocky the Rocky Horror. that we were all. Oh yeah, that I was drinking. All right, <laughs> now I got gotcha. you. But you know, we've. What did I talk about? Someone's got to remind me. I'm sure you there was talked about some of the stuff that you cooked during Christmas and. Oh yeah, like yeah. Like so it was probably ravioli. You talked about ravioli a bit, yeah. But it's you know, anything that you can have that passionate discussion about, and that you will seek out more knowledge on, and things like that, I think is something that you are nerdy about. All right, so... Um, That's my opinion. All right, Joe. Well, you came up with the format. Well, you came up with the subject. Now, go ahead and execute... Speak. Go ahead and execute a format. Uh, okay, well... Um, I've been cooking for a very long time. I think the first thing I remember cooking on my own was somebody bought me as a gift a, like, make-your-own-pizza set that was, like... It was like a Chef Boyardee thing from when I was like eight years old. Unless you count like Easy Bake Oven shit, but that's not like... Did you have an Easy Bake Oven? My sister did, and I used that shit all the time because those cakes were tasty as fuck. I'll tell you that. All right. Um, I was just curious. I never had one. Taste the light bulby goodness. Oh, I I had a Creepy Crawlers oven. You could, of course, you, could, you did. Uh, Which is like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a light bulb, except but... it's for boys because it's green and blue and makes a little spider instead of <laughs> making a cake. They never really stuck all that well to the wall, and yeah. then you'd overfill the mold, <laughs> and they'd run out and just crisp up, and it was gross. Besides food, I don't. That just makes me think of when I was a kid. Do you guys ever Shrinky Dings? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Shrinky Dings? Yeah. Shrinky Dings were dope. They have a they have a crayon oven now where you can like melt crayons into into melt what. Crayons. Crayons? Yeah. What's a crayon? It's a, the wax thing you color with. It's called a crayon. No, no, it's not. It's called a crayon. No, it's called a crayon. It's a crayon. No, it's a crayon. I've had this discussion so many times. This is an act- This is actually a very interesting <laughs> regional dialect it's problem a- that happens in the Northeast. I say crayon. But it's called a crayon. But it's a to me, I learned crayon. Yeah, you're a fucking moron. It's a crayon. <laughs> anyway, food... You don't typically eat crayons. <laughs> Sometimes you do. I never did. Crayola is non-toxic. Yeah. Anything that said non-toxic, I tried to eat as a kid. Play-Doh was good. Pretty salty. Salty. Was good. That's something. That's something that probably has added to my. That's uh, what she said. Wanting to cook is the fact that I just wanted to eat everything as a Semen kid. Semen joke. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that um, was my fault, and I'm the adult here. But I've also, you know, I'm, I've always had this... I grew up in a household that was very passionate about food to a point where, like, me, along with some of my uncles and things, have legitimately cried when meals are good enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean... I don't think I ever have. I've, I've cried at two meals in my entire life. Oh, yeah? I've cried. Uh, we went in Las Vegas. We went to Gordon Ramsay's Steak Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And th- I sat there, took one bite of my steak, and I had to put my fork down and sit there and cry for a little bit. And I looked up at my parents, who weren't going to take me and my sister to the restaurant, and I went, thank you so much for this experience, because nothing will ever match it. And then, last time I went to Disney, 
they were having the flower and garden festival so they had all this food and they had we were talking about them on the facebook page we're talking about grits they had this cheddar cheese grits good they had these cheddar cheese grits with uh blackened shrimp on them and they were so fucking good, and my, we were also three quarters of the way through drinking around the world. Okay, so my okay. State no, so th- that explains that because crying at a steak, I could kind of get. I, again, I've never cried at food, but I could understand crying at a delicious steak, and then to jump from that to I also cried about grits, shrimp now, and grits, grits. Grits are delicious, but they were the best grits I had had in my. I, d- life. I just don't see crying the at them only... as much as a steak. However. Halfway through drinking around the world, my emotional state was the only time that I. You got a slap bracelet on? No, this is a. It's um. I don't want to plug the company without them paying me, but it's a. It's like a custom, uh, thing that like they only make a certain amount of these bands, and so as soon as they sell out of them, they're all gone. So I bought it. I bought a few of them. So it's just a band. Yeah, it's like a stretchy band. All right. So the only time that I ever really cry Mm -hmm. from eating is when um, (coughs) when the Food evokes memories. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm sure to someone that's not me, it does. Okay. So let me let me try to think of one. Um. Okay. So my grandmother mm-hmm. used to make this incredible and I, I none of us are even remotely close to Eastern European mm-hmm. but used to make this incredible goulash incredible goulash and it was just like beef with this ridiculous paprika mm-hmm. and pepper so, and tomato sauce with mm-hmm. onions it was not terribly difficult to make but very hard to make correctly mm-hmm. And I never knew how to make it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have the recipe ever. My mother didn't have it. Well, it turns out my sister, who lived in Atlanta, had it, mm-hmm. and she used to make it all the time. But I, she lived in Atlanta. When the fuck did I go to Atlanta? To, right. You know, I went like every now and again. Well, I went to see her once, and um, I was in a. It also doesn't help that I was in like a very emotionally compromised place at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down there, and she said, you know, I'll make you whatever you want. And I said, you make me goulash. And she made it. And it tasted just like it did when I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And I had one, I mean, I smelled it, and I started welling up because yeah. it was like, this is correct. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I teared yeah. up a bit. Um, the only time I've ever teared up not from something like that was I had um, uh, a bagel and lox and cream cheese, and there was too much red onion on it, mm. and it was so good, but it hurt so much because yeah. there was so much red onion on it. I just ate the shit out of it, and my eyes just watered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you say Crayola, but not Crayla. Listen, <laughs> the company is Crayola that makes crayons. Crayons. I had this debate with a kid who pronounced... How do you say... Okay, go ahead. I had a, I had a, a, this debate with a kid who pronounced what's on top of your head mm-hmm. the same as what you do with your ears. Here. It was here and here. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you can't tell me that I'm wrong because you can't say words right either. So, um, what was the one I was going to ask you? How do you say... 
what do you call a um, what do you call a, a device that a machine that walks and talks and does stuff but isn't alive? Oh, a robot. Okay, but not a robot. No. Okay. I alternate between the two. It's funny to say robot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Automaton. I, I'm gonna have to listen to you. There's gonna be. Well, there's there there are things that I say with an accent that I'm not sure Listen, how I got. Listen, people out there, do me a favor. I'm sure we're gonna get stuff from Sam because Sam yeah. speaks the king's English, and half the shit they say is wrong. Send us. I think half the shit they say is more correct than how we say. Let me give you a perfect example of one that they love to give us shit about, but is wrong. We say aluminum. They say. Aluminium. That's because they have extra letters. Well, there are two different spellings. Yes. Bullshit. No, there are legitimately. I disagree. You are incorrect. I'm sure I am, but it doesn't mean that 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 my point isn't still germane. And also, it makes sense because look at every other element on the table. Titanium. IUM. IUM. There are. There. I watch a lot of. No, I know. I'm giving you a hard time. I watch a lot of Great British Baking Show. Kind of getting back on subject, Mm -hmm. but they pronounce things on that show, and I go, "That's not like they say." um, What is it? Star anise instead of star anise, mm-hmm. and they said there's just like certain things that they pronounce. But, but that's because it's yeah. It, it's I used to anise. watch. It is anise, but it is anise. But the thing is star anise. But the flavor is anise. Is anise. Yeah. So in theory, it's not anise. It's anise. I, I call it star anise as well. Um, I'll tell you the one that I like is I used to watch. Um, you know that show? Oh, I don't forget what the channel was. TLC, I think, was um, uh, it was called Trading Spaces. Yeah. Well, in England, it was called Changing Rooms, and the English one was first, mm-hmm. and um, identical concept. Yeah. And one of the um, one of the design one of the designers was this very Neil Gaiman looking guy named mm-hmm. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, and he loved to make stuff with paper mache, mm-hmm. but of course, because they're only across the channel from from France, they got to try to French it up yeah. a bit, but they go papier, ma- papier mache. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> or, and they say like Renais- or Renaissance, they go Renaissance, which mm-hmm. you hear, but like, yeah. it's always Renaissance. Uh, so go ahead, go ahead, uh, um, go ahead, Sam, send us, yeah, send us send words us. that we say wrong. Uh, incidentally. And then tell it, me again it, how Marmite is good. Incidentally, it Vile. turns out that the only proper pronunciation of the word is anise. But people do say star in They do say anise. I know, but I just had to look it up. Because <laughs> it's all right. The only real pronunciation of the word crayon is crayon. Yeah. Yeah. So, But it is, once again, a very interesting regional dialect thing. It's sort of like how... That uh, does crop up in multiple places. It's sort of like how... The cabacola is supposed to be cabacola, but we say gabagool. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's. it's I don't think you actually say that, Joe. Um, I know. Yeah, I my yeah. There are there are things that because my mother was raised by an Italian woman, she'll say, and because of that, there are certain things that I say in an accent that I can't help but say in an accent, like pesto pasta. Pesto pasta. Yeah. It's alright. Every now and then, I'll say door. Yeah. Or coffee. Or dog or coffee. Yeah. Those are just how I pronounce those words, and people try to tell me that. How are you supposed to say dog? Dog. 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 That sounds dog. That no, sounds not dog. dog. <laughs> not dog. You like dags? No, no. Yeah. Dog. Dog. It's a dog. No. No. 
Anyway, so the, uh, <laughs> expertly diverted by me. <laughs> like, no. I said, no. All right, so food. I told you. Well, you told me I'm the master of Segway. I just segwayed yeah. totally out of food. It works. <clears throat> so, Gonzo. Yes. When did you start cooking? Uh, fuck if I know. I mean. Is it something you just have always done? Yeah, my mom used to have me stand in there, mm-hmm. and I would help her put the salt in the in the tomato sauce. Because, mm-hmm. oops. Whoops. That wasn't me this time. Because, you know, as a little kid, my hand was tiny, so the little circle in the... Was the just the right amount the for a pinch. Just the right. Yeah. So I used to do that, and, and, you know, I'd help her with that. And then, you know, I think this is probably why I don't cry at food, because... Sure, my grandmother on on my mom's side, you know, she cooked the ravs and did everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then my mom took over, mm-hmm. and my mom has also always been the one that cooks the good food, mm-hmm. you know. So it, and you I still li- and you still live at home, so you have access. But not to just it. that; it's like it's not. I don't have any of these deep childhood memories attached to food because I've always been eating this food. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just there are some things that I just haven't eaten. I, I, Whereas, like yeah. my. My grandmother for, uh, well, my aunt makes some good food. Yeah. But my grandmother for, like, holidays, you know, she's got taquitos and some pizza rolls and... Taquitos pizza rolls. Sounds fucking delicious. For Easter, you got toothpicks with slices of pineapple and maraschino cherries on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, these are... But the, the, these are so delicious. So she serves garnishes? Yeah. Like, these are delicious, <laughs> but these are just not anything to have a great, like... You know, historical memory. Sure, of. sure. Yeah. So I think that's why I don't cry. But like, when did you start cooking? He Joe. told you he got uh, a kit. I got I got the pizza. Oh, kit that's right, the pizza like, kit. Yeah. yeah. And then I've been. I was always my sister did not start cooking until maybe like last year. Whereas I was always the one who was in the kitchen watching my mom and then helping my mom when things came up. My sister baked before I did, but I got into baking fairly recently just because I've been at home and had more access to an oven. Baking is an alchemy that I will never occur. I like baking. Oh, I'm also good at baking. Yeah, you said that. I I do a lot of things in the kitchen fairly well. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom's always been cooking. Sure. So, and I also don't really like to be around large groups of people. (laughs) So come Christmas or Thanksgiving when everybody's at the house and all the families at the house, I will just stand in the kitchen. And normally my mother will shoo everybody out. But I stand in there and I help Mm -hmm. and I stay out of the way. And, you know, nowadays I'm making the ravioli and, you know, helping with everything else there. But Mm -hmm. also on my own I've made the ravioli and... Kind of a family recipe there. Mm-hmm. I still mix I the filling so. just by yeah, eyeball yeah. and taste because I know at this point exactly what this needs to taste right, like. Right, exactly. You know, best way to cook. I think. We've yeah. adapted the the pasta dough over the years, so now we get a real nice one that'll roll all the way out to seven without tearing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I, you probably know I, what I'm talking I about. I own the hand. Cr- See, I, is, I own the hand crank one. This the only is way what to do I it. mean only when I say people can be nerds about cooking. Yeah, because he says I can crank them out to seven. We know exactly what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But somebody who had, doesn't cook is going to be like, "What the fuck?" The one I doing? have, the pasta, the pasta maker I have, it's one in the red box, the mm-hmm. Italian lettering, and that's it. But it's 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 the one I have is 85 years old. 
I, but it's identical. Like, yeah. But it's identical. I don't know how old ours is, but yeah. well, it, it ours has been aunt's. the same yeah. one that's been mm-hmm. kicking around since I was a kid. Cause... It's because it's it's steel and iron. Like yeah. it's yeah. it's yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I've got that one memorized. Now the wonderful thing is, like I've said, uh, well, before I get into that, how about I tell you about the one time I cooked something just by tossing things into a pot and it turned out okay? Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, I made a soup. One of my friends was sick, so I made them soup, and I just kind of threw some of this in there and a little bit of that and some vegetables mm-hmm. and some noodles and some maple syrup. Yeah. It was good, though. That's what we call Ooh. chopped cooking. It came out just right. Well, you know, it's... Yeah. Well, because it was a lot of... It was a lot of Carrots and root vegetables in there. So yeah. just a little bit of the maple sweetness. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. That's it, how we live your life. Wasn't ba- it wasn't bad. Um, I was literally just grabbing things. And going, no, that's awesome. I think this goes this in soup today. Right. Yeah. How does this go? So I started. What's co- the worst that happens? I throw it out? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I started cooking. Uh, my grandfather got me into cooking. Mm-hmm. And it was the weird. It was just by the weirdest thing. So like my grandfather used to, um, when we used to, I used to stay over, his, you know, over their house. Uh, he'd get up super early in the morning. I never forget this. He get up, so he'd get up at like five in the morning, like every day. Yeah, and he would walk down. Um, so he'd get up. So I'd be sleeping on the couch, but he would get up before you know, obviously before me, and he would go out and he'd walk down to the newsstand and buy a newspaper and a racing form, mm-hmm. and then he would come back, and then um, he'd get me up at like six, mm-hmm. and he'd cook breakfast. And he always cooked breakfast. He made sausage and eggs, just mm-hmm. just simple sausage and eggs. I am not good at eggs. And um, you can really, I love doing you can eggs. be really, but you can be really bad yeah, at eggs. I just and have never managed eggs he, that well. He, you know, showed me how to beat the eggs mm-hmm. correctly and how to scramble the eggs and how to make I the think sausage. I did it all right recently. And then he used to um, huh. those old those like Italian buns, mm-hmm. like the Italian rolls, like the sesame seeds. He like would toast them in the yep. toaster and then he'd always have a tomato he'd always mm-hmm. have like a cut tomato with or without salt um he would not do salt he would just eat the tomato but my grandmother his wife mm-hmm. didn't eat what we made yeah she just had a grapefruit with or without salt um <laughs> i don't think you salt grapefruit no, sugar no but she used sweet and low on her <laughs> on, oh, okay. her, on her on, on her grapefruit yeah and it's fine um <laughs> Ugh. You know what I did used to put salt on, which was really good. That my grandmother taught me watermelon. Fuck yeah. Oh. yeah! You know, you say that to people that aren't the three of us, and they go, "What the fuck are you doing? No, and why is there salt on the watermelon?" You know what, guys? Try it, guys and gals. It's you good. Summer is summer is coming. If you have so never juicy. done it before, if you've never done it before, you don't have to do the whole thing with bit. it. Just you don't sprinkle. use a lot; just a sprinkle of salt. I'm telling you, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. You like how I knew that? I immediately went there. You oh, because you've had like, that conversation. No, it's yeah. just because this yeah. is the correct thing yeah, to yeah. do. Oh, it's so juicy. Yeah. It's all good. those, all those water-based. That, like that's why you put salt on a cucumber. Yeah, sure. And it, it, it pulls it out. I yeah. mean, there's science there. But. Right. So um, I started. I know for me, I started cooking there, but then I just cooked, mm-hmm. like always cooked. And then you know, as you know, once I got old enough not to burn the house down. Did you make me linguine with clams? Um, I have. But it's I funny that, you should mention. I know that we've clams. talked about it, I, but have you made it for me? Probably because not. It's the I, easiest thing in the world. I wanted you to, and I could say whenever yeah, you want. I, don't think, I can do that. Yeah, because we 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 talked about it a lot. So yeah, what they're talking about, what they're talking about is the fact that so I effectively good. 
courted my wife with linguine with, linguine with clam sauce. Yeah. You know what? Shit, that's a food that I have, do have an old memory of. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to cry over yeah. it, but I do have an old memory of it because my grandfather used to order it from Il Camino mm-hmm. okay. uh, up in Massachusetts. Yep. Every every time we go up and we order food, he'd get that, and that's how I learned to like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. So I'll say this. this is in a, And I've given this White advice. White clams. White clams. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've given this advice to to young men in the past as well. Learn to cook and cook for your girlfriend or okay. your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Significant other. Well, no, I, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I say this to, yeah. It's just of, the easiest, of, of, way, of, to, of any, uh, of the any easiest way to encapsulate. Um, and I say this to young men because even in this society, women will usually cook. Right. Because that's what women do or whatever, you know, like in, 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 in the... In the patriarchy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe's like, I don't listen to that shit anymore. Um, but I mean, of course, I, I don't know too many men that don't know how to cook. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's you know, it's a step up. I'm telling you, there's a step up from Netflix and chill. Like mm-hmm. I'm serious. Like, cook with your girlfriend. Oh yeah. Um, Rachel and I do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, cook with your girlfriend. Now keep in mind, I'm married. Mm-hmm. I cannot have my wife in the kitchen. Yeah. I just, I can't, I, I like to cook. See for me cooking, like when I get depressed, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to eat, but I you just want to cook. Yeah. I cook. And I think what it is for me is that prep mm-hmm. is very soothing to me. Yeah. So putting all your mise en place in place, mm-hmm. you know, cutting, cutting your onions, cutting your peppers, cutting, you know, getting everything ready to go mm-hmm. and then just cooking with it. Something about it is very meditative to yeah. me. So Gonzo, what do you uh what would you say your specialty is? What is your favorite thing to cook? To cook. Shit, I don't know. I mean, I'm really good at those ravioli. Mm-hmm. And this like, is ju- really good at it. And this is just because we haven't had it in a few minutes. No! Okay. I didn't even say anything worth it. <laughs> no. We could have done that for you when you're talking about your cooking of the food. Okay. Maybe we will. <clears throat> well, it's too late, you already yeah, said it's it. It's too late now, yeah. But uh yeah, I'm really good at the ravioli, but like shit, I don't even know how I managed to do it. I bullshit together some meringue cookies mm-hmm. because you know, making pasta, you have more yolks than yeah, whites. Right. So now you got all these leftover egg yolks. What are you gonna do? Well, egg whites. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. You have all these leftover egg whites. What are you gonna do? So let me give you the rundown of the one time that I'm really surprised. Anything came out because I did everything wrong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you separate out the yolk, and I had a little bit of yolk that made it into the white. Yeah. Which you can't, they say you can't do it, ruins the entire Mm -hmm. thing. A little bit got in there. If you beat it enough. But I I got it out. Now, we didn't have uh, cream of tartar to -hmm. put in there either. If you beat it enough. And I just took this. And I threw the sugar in, and I kept going, and I kept going, and I kept going. The one time my mother stood there trying to help me out watch, they never set properly. Mm -hmm. But me just sitting there with egg whites and everything else and going until I look at it, I go, yeah, that that looks about right. Those are stiff peaks. Mm -hmm. That looks, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I think that looks correct. And I pipe it out, and you... Bake them, you let them temper and cool. Mm-hmm. Pray to God, and there you go. And then they came out there so light and fluffy and mm-hmm. crispy. And again, I say, I did fucking everything wrong with mm-hmm. it, but they came out. 
as opposed to the time that I have the woman who cooks and bakes regularly right. trying to help me and coach me along, and they didn't do anything. What's your uh, specialty, Joe? Um, I mean, I've, I've always been exceptional at, at the breakfast foods. And I also... Cook me eggs! I also... Um, eggs! I've, I've been always appointed at our friend barbecues. I've all, I'm 90% of the time I am the grill master. Yeah, I, I, the people make me do that shit too. It's, they're just like, <laughs> For the love know, of God, don't squish the patties down. Yeah. Oh, please don't squish them. It's, Only flip them once. Don't um, squish them. No, there's, there is a, there is a, there's a school of thought mm-hmm. about beef, about only flipping once. Because some cooks will tell you, especially with steaks. Mm-hmm. All right, with ste- uh, burgers. burgers. You talking about burgers? Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't. Re- why would you? You don't need. You don't need to flip it more I mean, than once. If anything, throw that patty on there. Wait any- till it bloods. Flip yeah. it once. Unless give it a little bit. Unless scoop it off. Unless you want to. And don't squish it. Unless you want to have the crisscross grill mark. All you do is halfway through once, halfway through a side. Just once, once it releases, get underneath it. Turn ninety degrees, let it go. Let, mm-hmm. So you get those cross crisscross. But he's still right. You don't flip the. No. You fl- once it bleeds, you flip that burger and finish it off. And mm-hmm. you don't, don't squish really, it. Well, you'll just get all the. You know, just, people, you'll just take when all people the water tell me out like, oh, I don't know how to grill. It's just like you put it on, and then you cook it for a bit, and then you turn it over, and you cook it for a bit, and then you take it off, and you let it sit for a bit, and you're done. <laughs> well, th- some things are harder to grill than others. That's true. Like poultry. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, if it's bone in, and I know some exactly, and I I know some oh, people, that can get dry. Yeah, well, I know some people that are afraid to cook bone in, so what they do is they parboil it, mm. and I'm like, that's a sin, that's a sin. Hey, yeah. Joe, didn't you just take a vacation to the land of parboiled everything? I didn't no, that's just boiled bone. everything. Oh. Yeah, uh, and it's not. I, mean, I, I think there's mm. a lot of roasted stuff. I also um, so talking about things yeah, that I'm good at. You're good at making. I, I, uh, because of my, you do bread. Um, I do do bread. <laughs> you said doo-doo. Um, I also, because of my dating history, have gotten fairly decent at a lot of different Spanish foods. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because I like to cook with my partners, and I've dated a lot of Hispanic, uh, ladies. Hispanic girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the things that they would teach me to cook were all Hispanic Dude, food. Dude, Puerto Rican food is phenomenal. It's so good. Puerto Rican food is phenomenal. It's just oh, Yoshi so brought me that meat that time. Oh, yeah. yeah those were awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was good meat. Um, I... um. So, I mean, I guess, hmm, when I asked my wife, I asked my wife at one point, you know, like, what are, what would you say? What, what stuff do I make? Mm -hmm. The problem is I'm the primary cook in the house. Yeah. So it's very hard to kind of, you know, what is it, you know, what's the one thing I make that's really good? Mm -hmm. Um, Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Me too. I adore them. Um, And I, so... I make Brussels sprouts a couple different ways. I'm still, I, and I've only begun really making them regularly now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. I think um, of all of the mm-hmm. of that manner of vegetable, no vegetable couples better with bacon than Brussels sprouts. Agreed. Um, and honestly, you, you, you can can't either have bacon and cabbage. Well, you can. You most yeah, certainly. Yeah, but why can. would you? It depends on how you, how you make the cabbage. I, I don't yeah. know. But, um, Brussels sprouts, so yeah, yeah. But um, I would say, nice like, crispy. people really like it when I, like, roast whole birds. Yeah. Um, chickens, specifically, I, I do really good chicken. But, like, the thing that I enjoy making, I see, I like labor-intensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Lasagna. Okay, so my lasagna. So 
I've heard everybody I've, and their mother. You've had my lasagna. Yeah. Everybody and their mother makes lasagna. But not everyone goes through a ridiculous process to make their lasagna. I'm really one step away from just making my own sausage it at this point take and doing like it. 48 hours for most people to make. So, okay. Lasagna. Now I'm going to say this right now. I, for lasagna especially, do not like fresh pasta. Mm-hmm. I like dried pasta for lasagna. Um, because lasagna, the way I make the lasagna, it needs the opportunity to absorb right. as much moisture as possible without becoming mushy. Um, I make a, a very heavy meat lasagna. Mm-hmm. I make a lasagna that so um, it's it. I mean, it's it, so it is a coma good. inducing lasagna. It's so fucking good. <laughs> so, hey, peep. Um, this is no secret. I mean, I'm gonna just tell you how to make the lasagna. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I make my own sauce because I'm an Italian, and that's what you do. We, you know, we very seldom had jarred sauce in the house. It's just, just, just. I don't believe in jarred sauce unless it's necessary. Although I, I, right now, I do have half a jar of uh, Rouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's expensive yeah. jarred sauce, but yeah. it is the best jar sauce in the, it's on the a market. Really good jarred is, sauce, ra- yeah. is Rouse sauce? Um, it's a utility sauce. It's really good. I just like having sauce in the house because I like to dip bread. Well, I have. I mean, I, I have. Yeah. I have sauce in my freezer. And yeah. I can defrost sauce mm-hmm. anytime, and it's my own sauce. So I make my own sauce, um, and I make a meat sauce mm-hmm. for the lasagna. So if I've made like um, base marinara, mm-hmm. I'll um, and this is if I've done that already, I'll mm-hmm. add that to I'll uh, I'll do a three meat sauce, mm-hmm. um, which is beef, pork, and veal. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I'll do is I'll um, I'll make um, and this is ridiculous for 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 meat for meat sauce. Mm-hmm. And I do this for, for for a heavy meat sauce anyway. I'll do beef, pork, and veal, and I'll roast bones up. So I'll do bones. And I'll make a demi glace, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Then you put in your mirepoix, um, mirepoix, which which I never put sugar mm-hmm. in my sauce. People put sugar in their sauce because it's too acidic and things nah, like that. No, nah, I nah. manage baking soda cuts that down I without the added. I sweet. don't even have to do that. I manage the sweetness of my sauce with carrots. Yeah, with carrots. If you do the carrots, the celery, and the onion, you do that classic mirepoix, and you cook it down. You will. You usually will not have yeah. uh, tomato issues. Um, so I'll make my sauce, um, and because the lasagna, what I'll do is um, if the if the sauce is if the meat is too chunky, mm-hmm. I'll actually take the immersion blender, the yeah. the, the boat motor, mm-hmm. and I'll just. So really, what you have is you have a very meaty sauce. Now I know some people that just use hamburger mm-hmm. and cook the shit out of it in their sauce to make a good meat sauce, and it's good because you want that meat. Kind of, it, you want kind of meat paste mm-hmm. suspended in yeah. sauce for this type of meat sauce. Mm-hmm. So we put the meat sauce aside, and I make a pretty good size thing of meat sauce. Um, I then take, uh, uh, I usually make a huge thing of lasagna. Yeah. But what you do is you take your 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 ricotta, your ricotta cheese, <laughs> and you put it in the bowl. Uh, if you use one of those, just like one big thing of it, I usually mm-hmm. use two because I'm making a huge one. But mm-hmm. if you're making a big, you know, one big thing of it, you take it, you take two eggs, you beat two eggs into it, you add um, a cup of Parmesan, mm-hmm. a half cup of basil, salt, mm-hmm. pepper. Yeah. You bang it, you bang it, you, you beat the shit out of it with a whisk, mm-hmm. set it aside. 
I then something this you know this is the labor intensive version, ladies and gentlemen. There are quicker ways to do this. Yeah. I make my own meatballs. Mm-hmm. Then I make meatballs. So so it's a meat lasagna. Yeah. With meatballs and sausage sliced, mm-hmm. not ground meat. Yeah. And ground sausage. Mm-hmm. I want big pieces mm-hmm. of meat. Yeah. So I'll make my own meatballs, which is just simply I do um, either all beef or all pork, or I do beef and pork. Mm-hmm. I don't do veal in my meatballs. No. Um, it's the it's not worth the expense. There's not enough of a texture to unless you're doing a, a, a veal pork meatball. The minute you throw the beef in, it's just there's mm-hmm. it's not texture wise doesn't matter as much. So, but I often just do a beef meatball, yeah. especially for this because it needs to stand up. Mm-hmm. And then ground, you know, do 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 the meat, do the ground meat, onions, garlic, spices, well mm-hmm. herbs, not spices, yeah. herbs, egg, breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Roll them up, cook them off, put them aside. I, let, I try to let all my meat cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then I do uh, like sweet sausage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do those in a pan, but you can do them in the oven. Yeah. You can however you want. Set them aside, let them cool. Okay, now we get to do lasagna. You take your lasagna noodles, your lasagna, mm-hmm. and you half cook them. You get boiling, salted boiling mm-hmm. water, half Oops. cook them. What? I forgot that's that when my buzz. phone restarts, it buzzes. That's okay. So that just came through the table. That's okay. Um, you half cook them, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you begin to construct. But yeah. you don't put oil in your water because that's wrong. No, there's no right. reason to. It's All it's going to do is make it hard for you to grab the noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, the and, sauce needs to stick to a noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Stop putting oil in your water. And st- for all that is holy... If you're gonna oil your water, oil your water. It's don't, not. Don't it's not nearly as much of a sin as people who rinse their pasta off oh, when it comes out oh, of the pot. I didn't even know people did that. Shit, only do that if you put oil in it so you get the oils off. Oh no! Don't rinse your pasta. You who need that? that starch to grab. You need it. You're washing all of the starch stick. off. For God, these are three Italians right now. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. So now we've now we've got our pan. We lay down a little sauce, and we begin constructing. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of sauce in the first layer. Then you've got lasagna. Mm-hmm. You put, I put the cheese either in a pastry bag or the ricotta cheese either in a pe- pastry bag or in like a, a big Ziploc bag and snip off the tip. I mean, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. effectively. So I make meringues. Yep. <laughs> I know then, we have a pastry bag somewhere. Yeah. But fuck that noise. Yeah. I got a Ziploc bag. It's fucking, yeah. So then. Sure, uh, I don't have those nice little ridges and everything. No, but and I have. It looks like nope. a turd. Yeah. But you know, no one's, believe me, no one's looking at the inside of this lasagna. No. And I then, am. and then I pretty much, I dollop out mm-hmm. the, uh, the ricotta. Yeah. I then, in between the dollops, inter- I interdisperse the meat, mm-hmm. the sliced meatballs, right. the sliced sausage, mm-hmm. and, then I co- and then I cover in sauce, mm-hmm. and I cover in che- and I cover in Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. Next layer, I do that until it fills the pan. Now here's here's the secret, ladies and gentlemen. It's what comes next. Yeah. Once you're done, once it's completely done. You then take a small bit of olive oil mm-hmm. and put it on top. The You don't put sauce or anything on that last layer. You mm-hmm. leave it. And you put a little olive oil down. 
and um, and you put plastic wrap on top of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you take the pan and you find. Now, I do this often with another pan, the mm -hmm. same pan, and then cans of tomatoes. But mm -hmm. you can do it with anything. You weight down with even distribution the lasagna. Mm -hmm. You put it in the fridge and you leave it at the very least overnight mm -hmm. at best 12 hours. 12. Get those nerds! 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 Yes. So after, That was for you, Jim. Thank you. After you've um, you've waited your 12 hours or whatever, mm -hmm. you, you take it off, you take the plastic off, you put a little bit more sauce on top, mm -hmm. then you, you, you cover it in mozzarella. Mm -hmm. You cover it. You put it in. You can, now some people now and, and I do this. You put it in. You, well, you cover it in foil. You put it in and you cook it through. Um, I can't tell you how long it takes. It depends on how thick your lasagna is. Mm -hmm. But what you do is, after about an hour, you come, you pull it out, you take a fork, you take a knife, you drop it in. If it goes through and you, it doesn't feel like it's resisting too much, then you take the foil off. You you take the foil off. You've got your cheese which is melted. Mm -hmm. You throw the broiler on for a couple of minutes, brown that cheese, take it out, then let it sit. Mm -hmm. The secret to this is you don't use too much sauce. Right. Because there's nothing worse. The whole goal of this lasagna is when you cut it and take it out, it comes out as a brick. Yeah. There's nothing worse than making lasagna and putting it on a plate and it just <laughs> all over the place. All right. You want a brick. You have sauce on the side for more moisture, for you can do if you want, and you serve it. So you serve it, you eat it, you go to sleep. Yeah, you've had this lasagna. This is so good. You've had this lasagna. It's like a phone book. Yeah, <laughs> it's a phone book. Was so um, good. And that's a Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. That's a Christmas thing. Man. We used to make it for Thanksgiving, but it's excessive. Right. It's excessive. So I just remember. I'm sorry. I make like. 90 to 100 ravioli by hand for both. But them. you have a lot of people over yeah. for Christmas. No. How many people do you have? So for Christmas, we had my parents, mm -hmm. me, my brother, mm -hmm. my brother's fiance, mm -hmm. and M came. That was six of us. We made That's about the size 90 to 100 ravioli for the six of us. Yeah, I could eat that too. You're right. Yeah. Uh, these, these aren't yeah. small. They cook up the size of my mm -hmm. palm. Yeah. It's not your Chef Boyardee bullshit. I remember... We had a and d game where we decided we were going to do like a pasta dinner and I walked in your house and you had your sauce cooking. I was like, I'm going to get so fucked up because this sauce is so good. Oh, yeah. That was so. So that was the meat sauce. Yeah. Um, but I used short rib. Right. In that, I mm -hmm. used short rib beef in that. And we just did. Um, it was either. Um, it was. It must have been linguine or it was. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was linguine. Yeah. And oh, that was just a big bowl. That of, was fucking great. Oh, yeah, my mom cool. has and we been, did sausages mm -hmm. for that too. My mother has been on a kick of slow cooked meat sauces. Mm -hmm. She yeah, will yeah. start the sauce in the crock pot the day before. Sure. It will cook sure. all day, all night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come Christmas, she's taking it off right about it. Uh, right about it one one p.m. Mm -hmm. as we're getting ready to plate everything up. It's perfect. Yeah. With short rib, with some veal, yeah. mm -hmm. with sausage, mm -hmm. with meatballs. You got to cook it long way. And, of course, you add your sausage low and meatballs and later. You, you add your sausage and meatballs about halfway through, but 
if you're going to do that, pardon yeah. me. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. In absolutely. My, in my family, whenever we do a meat sauce, because of one specific childhood memory that I have, we always make sure that we have whole sausages in the sauce. Oh, because so that's just the way to go. We, we went, we were on a family reunion and at our family reunions on my mom's side of the family because everybody in that family is a cook because that's the Italian side of the family. Right. There was one day where we just had one big pasta dinner and they, we had big pot of meat sauce and all this stuff. So we're going out and we're serving. My Uncle Charlie's sitting at the table and he scoops some sauce onto his plate and he starts freaking out. We were like, what? What's going on? And he goes, there's a whole sausage in this sauce. <laughs> so now every time we make meat sauce, we got to have whole sausage in the sauce so that when you scoop it out, you can go, it's a whole sausage. <laughs> but I, I don't know if but, it was just they used to slice up the sausage and put it in or what it was. But that day, he was just so excited to find the whole sausage. It just saves my mom so much time because, yeah. you know, we got limited space mm-hmm. on the on the stovetop. And even though we now have, we have one of those double-decker ovens mm. with two independently controlled. One is convection and the other's standard. Yeah, my wife wants wants that so bad. Mm. And we have one of those microwaves that can also do small-sized yeah. convection. Right, mm. yeah. That's cool as hell. And we've got a meat freezer in the basement. Yeah, we got a meat freezer in the basement, like, too. It's so necessary. But so it just saves <laughs> her so not. much time. It is, but it's not. Because she can be cooking, she can be boiling the ravioli over here, oh. and she can be preparing the sides for the main course. Mm-hmm. Because let me break down for you Christmas dinner. I yeah. know I've done this for you before. Yeah, but not on but air. Let's break it down. So people get there, and uh, you know, first course is pasta. Mm-hmm. So first course you have your ravioli, which as I've been over, eighty ninety. Big hundred ra- or big so, ravioli. huge ravioli, the size of my palm, yeah. which I still have never had. No, you, I haven't either. Yeah, I mean, we make them for exactly two holidays right now. Well, then I put, can make them regularly. Put a little bit in a package and then bring it over. That's the problem. We have leftovers, but it's a fight to get any of them. Mm. Put them specifically aside. Do I have to show up at your house? I mean, because I will, I, mean, I will come to your house to have ravioli. I like, mean, that's the thing. And I don't even eat carbs anymore. And I'll fucking do that. Listen, it's Christmas I've heard time. so it's many Christmas, things about these these ravioli. goddamn ravioli. I want to go fucking now, eat. Are they ravioli? meat ravioli or no, cheese ravioli? These are cheese. Okay. So it's yeah, I know. It's, it's, so it's yeah. ricotta, parmesan, salt, pepper, freshly grated nutmeg. Mm. Mm. That's Christmas, right? And there. it's all That's just Christmas, right? Based there, yeah. on how I know this filling should taste. Oh, yeah. oh the egg in there too. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah you, Sometimes you gotta, you, we got to get a protein in it. Depending yeah. on whether or not I remember to put the egg in there, mm-hmm. it turns out just fine either way. But you know, there's a definite mm-hmm. difference. In there's taste. a texture difference. Yeah. yeah, sure. And I don't know why it took us as long to figure it out, but it turns out if you use just like a, a an ice cream scoop, mm-hmm. well, maybe not that. Maybe a larger melon baller. You could just plop them down a lot quicker mm-hmm. than we've been doing, which, again, this is all me. I, I construct these now. It has been passed down to me because this is the long and tedious part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, cranking out the dough, yeah, fuck it. That's tedious, but fuck it. Mm-hmm. Filling them and cutting them. And, you know, I just take uh, your average everyday kitchen spoon like mm-hmm. you use for cereal, and I scoop up just the right amount, and I... Slop it out with my finger down each mm-hmm. one. Brush the 
water in between, mm-hmm. fold it, seal it, press it to seal, cut, 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 done. Mm-hmm. And we did it by a ravioli for You do it with months. water? Yeah. You don't do it with egg? Nope, not to seal. Oh, see, I always do it with egg. Hmm. It works, but yeah. it's no, no, that's messier. Just, no, no, it is. Yeah. Messier, and I just... We got a little brush, but the brush puts too much on, so now I... Just, just, yeah. You just kind of do it with your thumb. With your finger. I, I with use your two, two fingers. fingers. Sure, two sure. fingers dip in and run it down a bit. Not a whole lot. Yeah. And we tried using a ravioli form, like one of those stamp cutters once. It don't work as it's well now. I mean, yeah. you know, it, that's a different... I mean, that's actually a kind of ravioli that, that I make. And I, I Actually, I shouldn't say I make. That I have the recipe for that my mm. aunt used to make. I mean... The but thing I'll tell you is, about that in a second. The thing is that I can envision that being more for uh, you get your two long sheets... Mm. You leave one long sheet down, you plop them down, and you put the other on top, and you can stamp because it's got all four sides. It's actually better than stamping what you mm-hmm. actually do with that. That's the best way to do it is um, you put your dough down, and you press it in, and you put your filling in, and you put another sheet on top of it. And then really what you do is you take a rolling pin, and that, and you can you can wet you wet your top. Mm-hmm. You take a rolling pin, and you, because what it does is it, it cuts it there. Yeah. And then you end up with your flat bottom ravioli, mm-hmm. But that's also for smaller ravioli. Mm. Yeah, so what we do, though, or what I do... You just you use the wheel cutter, right? Yep, and so you got it laid out, and this is the other magic thing about this dough. Again, we can roll it out to seven, and I can build them this way. No problems. Very few bursts on cooking. Mm-hmm. You, you lay your dough out, you plop it down in the middle, and then you just fold the whole thing up sure. and over the top. Sure, yep. So you only have to crimp three sides. Yep. Right. And it's good to go. You pop them in the freezer for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll tend to make them earlier in the week, just a couple days earlier. Mm-hmm. And we, again, have that meat freezer in the basement. So load up some baking trays, pop them down there, let them freeze. Then you can ship them into a gallon uh, gallon Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Sure. Put them in the more economical freezer. <laughs> then the next day, just kind of. Plop them in the water mm-hmm. yeah. and cook them till they float, which mm-hmm. I never understood till I went to cook them myself because I figured even when they're frozen, they float. But nah, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a big I, difference. I, I know yeah. what it means yeah. now. Because I asked my mother once. I was making these for for something. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been a Thanksgiving party before I knew any of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I decided I'm going to make these and bring them to this party. Or I'm going to freeze them. I'm going to bring mm-hmm. them. I'll cook them there. And so I say, hey, Ma. I've never cooked these myself before. I've made them. It could be a 45-minute talk about lasagna. (laughs) I mean, I just did. I mean, what are you going to do? But so, you know, it was, I don't know how to cook these. Mm. How long do I cook them for? Cook them till they float. What? (laughs) Cook them till they float. Right. All right, fuck it. I guess I cook them till they float. Hey, guess what? Cook them till they float. Cook Mm. them till they float. And it makes sense when you do it. But so... Uh, so first course, ravioli, mm-hmm. and you got your sauce and you got your meats. Yeah. And again, there's meatballs and you get them two ways because my grandmother used to put raisins in her meatballs, oh. but it has a cultural, uh, oh, no, no, I'm sure. cultural yeah. connection back to putting currants in them. Mm-hmm. You figure her mother may have cooked them with currants. Yeah. When it comes time for her to make them, she can't find currants. She gets raisins. I just have never been a very pers- big person with f- with meat and fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And we don't make them all with raisins. Oh, no, yeah. I Just a couple. And so then you got your other meatballs. 
and you got your short ribs that have been cooking in the meat too, mm. or in the sauce too. You pull those out, you got all your sausages, sweet and spicy. Mm. Just all this all together. What? what? Keep talking. Okay. Keep you just had this look on your face. Um, so you get that. Mm-hmm. And then you have 10, 15 minutes to just sit and digest. Right. And now you can go and rinse your plate off if mm-hmm. you want. You will be made fun of, but if you want, that's what you want. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, who rinses their plates? No, I mean, I never do. Yeah, right? So because up next you got your salad mm-hmm. and oh, your yeah. greenery mm-hmm. and your sides. And that happens. Mm-hmm. And you eat some of those. And that's about the time that... She didn't do it for Christmas this year. We had a different meat dish. Yeah. But a lot of times it's when the veal comes out. Yeah. Or or some other sort of choice cut of beef. Mm-hmm. Slow cooked, fall off the bone. Mm, so good. So you eat all that. Mm-hmm. And now you got another 15 minutes, sometimes half an hour to just sit yeah. and digest because mm-hmm. this is a lot of food, but you're not done. Yeah, right. Because now you got dessert. Oh, yeah. Yeah? It's an important part of every holiday meal. Yeah, you got dessert. And so for dessert, again, she started to scale back because Mm -hmm. we went from like 10, 12 people coming to Christmas Mm -hmm. down to, as you know, like the great-grandparents started to leave us. We went down to eight. Mm -hmm. And then as more and more people have unfortunately left us, Now it's down to just like the six. Mm-hmm. And it would only be five if... If M didn't come. Well, actually, uh, so there's the four of us. Yeah. His fiance M. So now I guess we are down to eight right now. Okay. For for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, it was only the like six. Mm-hmm. Six or seven. But uh, for Christmas, we're down to eight. And it's just... We still make the same amount, mm-hmm. even though... So she's scaled back, but even scaled back, Mm -hmm. there are two different pies. Mm -hmm. There is an assortment of cookies. There's something I've made, you know, whatever I've chosen to make. I got these pecan Mm -hmm. bars that Mm -hmm. are really good. These pecan Ah, pecan or pecan? Joe. Pecan. No, 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 no. What do you say? I think it depends on the situation for me. What, how do you call the pie? Pecan pie. Okay. Actually, I might say pecan when I say pecan. I'm just curious. Yeah. It's, it, that, that's a, I say pecan. I'm a pecan. That's a, um, that's, um, that's a, uh, a regional thing. It's yeah. these, these uh, pecan caramel... Mm-hmm. Crusty bottom. It is not like a pie. It's kind of like a pie, but not mm-hmm. quite a pie. And they're meant to be chopped up because it's a stickier and more dense caramel. Yeah. yeah. Without the. Uh, Ooh, there's another one caramel or caramel. That one definitely depends for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, most of the time I'd say caramel. Yeah. But like, but I would never, I'd never say caramel corn. Right. It's a caramel, caramel corn. corn. Yeah. But I, I would, I'd say caramel apple, but I, Say caramel corn. I'd say caramel apple. I would say caramel. I, I mean, that's me. Yeah. It's one of those words. It's but the little candies are called caramels. Yes. Yeah. But like when I, when I'm what's doing inside it of in the, the Snickers bar, 
is caramel. Caramel, yeah. And nougat mm-hmm. and peanuts and chocolate. Snickers really satisfies. Mm-hmm. New, new sponsor. <laughs> so you make pecan bars. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Pecan bars. Christmas. Yeah. Desserts. Desserts. Yeah, that, that was dessert. Oh, so how do you guys? Fucking incredible. You guys do. You guys do pies. Yeah. Right. You guys do homemade pies or do store bought pies? Yeah, homemade. When you do homemade, what do you do? You use butter or do you use fat? I'm gonna be honest with you. Most of the time, the crusts aren't homemade. No, it's oh, fine. Okay. Just because that is the pain in the ass part right, of a pie. Yeah. The rest of it's totally homemade, mm-hmm. but I see absolutely no problem with buying a. Oh, that's with buying um, a pre-made pie my, crust. My, my mom's pie recipe she got from my grandmother because my mom used to make her own pie crusts all the time whenever she made pies. Mm-hmm. And then she had my grandmother's pie when she first met my father and was like, oh, my God, this pie crust is delicious. What's your recipe? And my grandmother says, I go to the freezer section (laughs) and I take out the Pillsbury pie crust and I put it in the pie and that's it. Like she will make homemade crust from Mm -hmm. time to time, but I mean, it's a huge pain in the ass. So a friend of mine, when she does, when she does pie crust, Mm -hmm. Adds a um, an ingredient I didn't never thought like, it, it makes sense because mm-hmm. it helps the evaporation to make it flaky. Yeah. So she'll do vodka. She'll, she'll do vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, I've she heard that. uses lard. Yeah. She uses does she use lard or she uses Crisco? I think she uses lard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom does when she does do it. We do uh, butter from scratch. She do does butter. butter. Yeah. When I have dessert pies, I've you know what this, you don't use is margarine. I've had no, this, margarine. I've had this discussion with. Jacqueline, because Jacqueline makes a lot of pies. Jacqueline. We both agree that you taught her how to bake the bread. When you're doing dessert pie crust, it's always butter. Jackfruit, right? Yeah. If you're doing something that's like a meat pie, like if you're doing like a chicken pot pie or things like that, and you're making pie crust, that's when you use animal fat. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's that's, you know. I guess it's a preferential thing because I don't think it really imparts. An incredible amount of flavor. I, I agree. I just think now it's all about the, the flake. flakiness of that butter brings works better with dessert pies. See, but that's the thing, though. When you, when you talk about flakiness, no, but I like a flaky meat pie. Yeah, but but flakiness isn't <laughs> determined by the fat. Flakiness is determined like 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 flakiness is determined by the the layers of um, of dough in reference to the fat. You know what's a fun word? Ganache. Mm. Ganache is a fun word. It is word. a fun word. Oh, man. I watch those videos of those mirror glaze pies all the fucking time. Oh, my God. I yeah. I love watching mirror glaze pies get made. Or not pies, cakes. Cakes, yeah. So fun. Oh, we should save baking for another day and get like Amanda I Francis. I can't up in do here. I can't do baking, but yeah, that's fine. We should get Sam. Sam. Sam's a baker. Sam's a baker. Amanda Jacqueline, Francis is a baker. Amanda Francis. I mean, Amanda Francis is, is an it? incredible cake decorator. Yeah. Um, and I, she might listen, but Maybe. is an incredible cake decorator. Um, and yeah, she's she's pretty awesome. She, mm-hmm. I was talking to her. Like, I'd um, love for her to make yeah. and decorate a cake for me, but also I would want to pay her stupid amounts of money because well, they're she pretty. Brought, shit. Uh, yeah. She brought her 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 son to the museum that I work that I work mm-hmm. at, by the way. Um, the other day, and she and I were talking, and she is looking into business loans and grants oh. and things like that. She wants to open her own bakery. I will. She's always I will do that. Yeah, but she's. I will buy some cakes. Look from, at it from so. Amanda Francis when she opens her own bakery. So yeah, we love her. Um, so I mean, he, here's the thing about talking about cooking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could. Um, we're an hour and a half in. We could go on, and, and on. we could go on and on. 
Um, we could do a part two at some point. Yeah, could I mean, this two. was this was pretty much our Italian food, yeah. our Italian food uh, episode. Yeah, I haven't and even gotten into the Portuguese. I, I, I mean, I haven't. Yeah, there's so much stuff that. You know, I grew up with an Italian father and a Jewish mother, and there's incredible Jewish cuisine, and there's a lot of stuff that I hate, a lot of stuff that I love, and then there's all the other stuff that I make that is not ethnic. So, no, we could definitely do a uh, yeah, we could definitely do another episode. Hey, you guys want to you want us to talk about cooking? Ask us cooking questions. Yeah. You never know. And let um, us, you know, if if this is something that you guys are interested in, let us know. We've got a lot of means of contact: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. Speaking of means of contact, uh oh, <gasps> oh, time for the mail. Segue, segue. Um, so we've been sometimes I segue on yeah. topic. So yeah. we will start um, with, of course, uh, we, we lately late, we've been starting with Sam, but we'll start with Last Doug. Episode, yeah. We'll start with Doug. So there's Doug's theme song. Nickelodeon, can... don't sue us. We're not selling this. No. So Doug gets comes to us from... Um, uh, oh, jeez. Sorry. Yeah. Comes to us from couchcrouches at gmail.com. Um, first thing is he does actually... Uh, say about um uh about uh last week's questions about mm. kind of the uh the brevity of it um you'll also be interested to know that i just closed out gmail by accident Whoops. so i will open it again consummate professional there we go um he says hey fellas uh with regards to the questions from last week sorry i sorry but i had to get something in mm-hmm. however <laughs> i was absolutely pumped to have jamie there and have her input on the stories um, and he actually he he was he wasn't sure but he spelled her name correctly in the mm-hmm. email and he wanted to note that he wanted to make sure it was like that. Um, <clears throat> he said, "I don't know if I have a question today on account of an accidental binge drinking incident this weekend. <clears throat> Everything's a little blurry. I wish I could have an accidental binge. Oh, drinking. Uh, for future reference, yes. if you close close Gmail, you can press Control Shift T to open up the recently closed tab. Oh." Okay, this was just as quick. Uh, He says, everything's a little bit blurry. However, I finally saw the music video for Childish Gambino's This Is America. Mm. I was wasted, but it was still exceptionally visceral. Childish Lambino? Uh, Donald Glover refuses to talk about it, saying that it's up to everyone else to interpret it. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend taking the three minutes and watching it. Mm. I did. I have not. I, I um, did. It's incredible. Well. He said, however, when it come when when it came to the bar and came on at the bar, everyone was just saying, Oh my god, it's so good. You've got to watch this. It's speaking to me. And I mean it was, but it was such a stupid asshole hipsterish way to say things mm. about it. How can you have a genuine response to it and have a real conversation about a life that's so very different from your own? And this is still this is still Doug. He says, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up poor, but the police never pulled me out of a car for speeding. For example, how do you find ways to have constructive conversations about something that I don't feel like I have a right to talk about? There's a second thing that's fun, which we'll do after mm-hmm. this. But So the real question is, and again, we're not going to get too deep. Mm-hmm. Um uh, to the point where I've actually decided not to do a rant this week because mm-hmm. the rant that I wrote was not geek related. It was right. getting very deep and it was about mental health and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, but we won't do it. 
but I will, we will answer this because it's one of our fans. Mm-hmm. How do you find ways to have a constructive conversation about something like that that you, you know, you almost don't feel like you have a right to talk about? Yeah. Um, I've experienced this quite a few times. Um, and I feel like for me, and I definitely interested in what you guys have to say, I definitely feel like the way to have the conversation, if you want to have a conversation about it, mm-hmm. and the term constructive mm-hmm. is a big deal because oh, yeah. you're, 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 you're trying to have the conversation with the purpose of either learning more, understanding more, finding out how you can take action or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think what you do is, in this case, we're talking about the treatment of a demographic of people different than your own. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I think the first thing you do is you enter into a, respect- a respectful dialogue with uh-huh. a person and just be like, hey, listen, this has been going on. I, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in your perspective on this. Right. And if they ask you, well, why do you want to talk about it? It's just like, well, because this is happening, I think it's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I wish things were different. You know, kind of don't be afraid right. to talk to somebody about it. I'm looking it's still to, playing. no, I don't think it is still playing. I can't tell. Oh, it is still playing. Huh. Hold on. Yeah, my computer just had a stroke. I apologize. <laughs> um, um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if it's three white guys sitting down to have a conversation about something, I I, I mean, you're allowed. I mean, you don't have yes, to yeah. have the right to talk about it's, something. It's just to... Everything that I learned in... To have an uneducated opinion school, is dangerous. When I went to school for social work, because we had conversations about things like this, and it was always the first thing that you do that they taught us to do is you acknowledge your own privilege and your own background. So, and I know that really bothers people. Yeah. But it shouldn't. Right. Because the term privilege isn't a bad thing. No. I mean, we've come full circle to my news article. Yeah. yeah. The term privilege, mm-hmm. everyone, you know, in this day and age, people get, you, indi- people get indignant and go, well, you know, I'm not privileged. It's like there's nothing wrong with being privileged. It's it's acknowledging that you are right. have privilege. It's, it's acknowledging the fact that because I was born the way that I was born, I ha- don't have to worry about somebody shooting me because I'm reaching for myself. It's not an accusatory thing. Right. It's just, you know. So. Um, but it's also c- talking about constructive conversations. As I, I work in a school district and I have a lot of friends who are teachers and, and – a good number of them, after this video came out, brought the video into their classrooms and showed it to their kids and had in-depth discussions with kids from all different backgrounds talking about what the song meant to them and their ideas of the imagery and, and the words and everything that was going on. And there's a lot of constructive conversation because you have, especially in the district that I work in, you have kids that are from these very non-privileged backgrounds Mm -hmm. and you also have kids that are from pretty significantly privileged backgrounds Mm -hmm. and having those conversations with that mixture of people is one of the things that makes it so constructive because you're educating the people without the privilege or with the privilege on the plight of the people without the privilege Mm -hmm. and it's getting that into their minds of 
getting them to look at it and say, this is what's happening. I should use what I have to help those who have not. What are your thoughts, Michael? I struggle with very similar things. I quite obviously don't always have the best filter around and tend to just say what pops into my head from time to time. And unfortunately, that leads to some awkward moments. But so what I tend to do more often these days, because I'm, when I'm sober and conscious of the fact that this is going to become a loaded and, mm-hmm. and like difficult conversation for me to have, because I mean, man, I'm a middle class white guy mm-hmm. in his late 20s to early 30s mm-hmm. who lives in the Northeast who is, for lack of better terms, and let's not get into the whole thing, Mm -hmm. approximates cisgendered and heterosexual. Mm -hmm. I am privileged. I know that. Mm -hmm. So I, um, so when I have a question about, you know, uh, for instance, the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. um, and everything else, I honestly don't remember the full, full, uh, Acronym. Or no, acronym, acronym spells a word, yeah. abbreviation yeah. right now mm-hmm. because just because I'm, I'm out of it. But and, it's, and, it, and it changes quite a bit. It does. Yeah. But so when I have questions about that, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, there are a couple friends that I have online that I specifically go to and I say, hey, so you know me, and this is going to sound awful, but Blah. I, I, I yeah. trust mm-hmm. that you understand that I'm not attempting to be offensive with mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. you know, I'm... I might use words that are considered offensive, but I don't mean it that way. I just don't know what the proper term is. If you could inform me while I'm in this, right. let's do that. And then I just spew the question at them. And the important part is when they respond, you actively listen and, right. and you uh, you know, demonstrate that this is getting through to you. So. It's, it's all about coming to it from a place of caring. Yeah. I think it does help when you specify that I am legitimately curious mm-hmm. about this. I, this is something I do not understand, and I'm sorry. Oh, and you know, maybe not. I'm sorry, but just make it clear that you don't have a frame of reference, mm-hmm. and some of your terminology or or thoughts on this may be built from an antiquated thing. Um, or another example is a. Uh, talking to Emma about a lot of her work with, you know, neurodivergent communities, mm-hmm. sure. which I think is the PC sure. way to, mm-hmm. is the proper way to uh, state what she does, mm-hmm. the, the activism she participates mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I only know that term because I looked at her one day and I said, I legitimately don't know what to say. This is the right. first time I've ever heard that term and I think it's great. It is, yeah. yeah. I have never heard that no, term, I, neurodivergent. I what a what an accurate term. At least wow, I'm pretty awesome. sure that's mm-hmm. what it is. If not, I may have just come up with it. But I, th- I think that I don't just come up with these things. Right. But so, you know, having conversations with No, her, it, it is. It is. It is. There you go. It is the opposite. It, it is the opposite of neurotypical. But so there having these go. conversations with her, it will be this time where I go, I really don't know the proper way to say this because, but here it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she'll respond and she will understand that mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying this or, or right. like attempting to attack. I'm trying to, I want to learn. Right. So I think that that's very important. Mm -hmm. You know, it's attempting to broaden mm -hmm. your, your, your word worldview. All right. So um, to bring it back to a uh, geek and comedy, he then prefaces it with uh, referring to next to last uh, episode with the toxic, um, toxic fandom. Was that last? Mm -hmm. episode? Oh, that was the episode before. Yeah. He's like uh, toxic moment defense. So F Fox royally screwed Firefly, and I think that's why I'm still upset by it. The episodes were aired out of order, not on a regular schedule, and I saw Serenity before Firefly. So when I was finally hooked, I looked into the I looked into why they didn't make more, and I was just constantly indignant about it. I've been that way for 12 years now. Um, and my answer to that is, Doug, that is not what we were talking about. Your everything you have to say there is completely and totally correct, mm -hmm. and anyone that likes that show cannot argue with it. What I am talking about is not people that are indignant that it was canceled. I'm indignant that it was canceled, and it took me 10 years to watch the fucking thing. My issue with the brown shirts, I mean the brown coats, is that these people, are they're not indignant. They're literally, they're so enthusiastic about it, which mm -hmm. I'm all about, that not only do they eschew other fandom for it, um and thereby limiting their focus, right. they gatekeep. They gatekeep to mm -hmm. other people. So it, it's that's that's my issue. So I, I don't think you have anything to worry about, Doug. So thank you for the email. It's a good Thanks, email. Doug. Um, I do have a friend who brought up a, a toxic fandom that we can get into in part two that, that we will eventually get to. Which, no, I'm, oh, I'm saving well, it for well, part wait. two. Okay. Because yeah. there's got to be a part two. All right. Our next email... Again, coming to us at uh, at um, couchcrouches at gmail .com, comes from Jaquelin. Jaquelin. Oh shit! I'm Is like this a psychic. The same question she sent us from Twitter. I don't know, but I'm going to read the uh, email first. Then okay. I can look at the Twitter. Oh, maybe I did contact the demons. Who knows? She says, "Howdy, boys." Hi, Jaquelin. Been a while, I know. I've been looking I didn't know myself I don't, I don't, to finally graduate this year I don't think that's and went radio out. silent for a little She says lil bit. L-I-L mm -hmm. bit. That's, yeah, that's just now internet. I'm not a fancy big city lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she says, I, and I went radio silent for a little bit on uh, some of my platforms, but I'm back now. She's back mm -hmm. and better than ever. Back she has another New York groove. Because she has another degree. You like that song, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah. Uh, so here's a question for y'all that won't fuck you with not doing the southern accent. So here's a qu I see, boy, I see. I see, I see. Here's a question for y'all that won't go down the path of doom and gloom as some of these questions sometimes do. She'll save that for another day. Here's her question. Yay! With maybe so she'll do it in person. Maybe. So she oh. can see me visibly degenerate. All she needs is an invitation. Like she said that a million times. Right. She says, just invite me and I'll be here. So we will. With so many movies and TV shows being adapted from books and comics and plays, why do you think it's so difficult for directors to get on-screen adaptations right? Which adaptations were the most disappointing? Which do you think were successful? If you were in the director's chair, how would you do it differently? Or better yet, what is missing in the formula in order to make these adaptations the best they could be? parentheses, Joseph and I were actually talking about this in regards to the sw screen adaptation of Sweeney Todd. Mm -hmm. As always, I enjoy listening to you all with love, Jackfruit. 
So it is different from her Twitter question that she sent in. So we'll look at her Twitter question yeah. again in a second. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think we need to answer each of those questions individually. Right. Um, but we'll start with Gonzo. I mean, I, I've made this argument for certain things before, mm-hmm. too. And I'm struggling to remember what one it is off the top of my head, but... There are certain things that can happen in, like, a comic book format that you just can't do in a movie. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, uh, for instance, the ability to jump from, you know, a meanwhile Mm -hmm. and have it make sense in a comic book. Because, you know, if you get confused at this jump to this other thing that's happening concurrently, you can flip back and reread the last page and go, oh, okay, this is going on at the same time as that. Mm -hmm. You can see how it lines up. And to do it in a visual format can get a little confusing. And yet, you know, movies are able to do it. Just yeah, look but, at look at Avengers. I mean, and that's why Avengers was a damn good comic book movie. Kick ass, yeah. But Avengers, as a good comic book movie and a good adaptation of the comic book format, yeah, we're talking about bad comic book. What yeah. was built on, you know, a decade mm-hmm. of. Yeah, one of the of pre-work yeah. that Marvel had to do. Right. One of the things I've heard people saying is, can you imagine somebody who's just walking in because they hear it's a big blockbuster and has not seen another Marvel movie going, wait, what the, f- who is, what is, who is, and like, everybody has seen at least one Marvel movie Well, at this fuck point. them, it's not for but, them. But you know what I mean. Like, 100%. Uh, the first Iron Man movie was not released in a time when people were acclimated to the concept Sure. And flow of a comic book adaptation, which is right. why Iron Man was an action movie with a comic book guy. Right. Sure. And over that decade, you know, now people have acclimated to and they can just dump a comic book adaptation there. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Some and method of pacing and things like that as mm-hmm. well, yeah. Also, I'd like to throw my hat in with uh, no matter how you adapt something, you're always going to have that one fanboy that's sitting there going... Oh, I can't believe they left out this part. This was my favorite part mm-hmm. of the source material, mm-hmm. and they didn't cover the, the time that uh, Frodo and Sam were floating down the river, and they had a conversation about how you know it was funny the other day. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry. Yeah, I know that you want, and it's I also, mean, I also wouldn't mind yeah. a six-hour film adaptation of this thing that I love. But and when you when you have a book, you can have as much detail as you want because people are going to read it. At the when you have a movie or a TV show, you have we can't go longer than this timing. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are some things that are going to end up on the cutting room floor, and depending on who's in the director's chair and who's in the editor's chair and, and who's what the company that's behind the adaptation is doing, there are different people are going to have different opinions on what should be in the movie and what shouldn't be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, there are some things that some people are like, oh, I didn't really... Like the person in the director's chair might say, this is my adaptation, so it doesn't have to be word for word, and I didn't really like this part of the book, well, so I want to change it a little bit. I think whenever like a director... take, Whenever anybody, a director, a producer, whatever, mm-hmm. takes a um, takes a property, be it a book or a comic book or something like that, if you... I, 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 I don't like this... Um, attitude of well i want what's in the book on the screen right why because the whole point is this director dumbledore asked calmly this this director is the artist and he is 
what you are see what you paid for was an interpret was an individual's interpretation mm. of a source material which is why i don't like the first two harry potter books or the first two harry potter, potter movies. movies they are far too slavish to those books mm. there's no style there's no technique now chris columbus is is a director it's mm. fine but there's no style there's no technique it's it's this slavish adherence to the source material and mm. an attempt to, you know, whereas why the prisoner of Azkaban is such agreed to be such a higher quality movie because Al Alfonso Cuaron added his aesthetic, mm -hmm. added his interpretation, added his approach to those kids. I don't think I ever saw that movie. It's so good. Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. So good. I think that's the one movie the only, I've never seen. The only Harry Potter movie I haven't seen is the I'm a Hufflepuff Prince. Which is also pretty good. I like that book so much and people told me that because I like that book so much I probably wouldn't like the movie. That is incorrect. Okay. Um that that doesn't I'll get around to that statement them. doesn't make any sense to me. Oh. Like that that Believe yeah. me, you will you will hate Dolores Umbridge so much more that's, after you see that movie. Uh, Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Fe Oh, Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince is. I Half Blood Prince was fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. Order of the Phoenix. Just that movie is just so angering. I, I liked Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. All right. So the way I want to approach it is, you know, like of of, of her million questions. Mm -hmm. Um, she says, "Why do you think it's so difficult for directors to get screen adaptations right?" Okay. Here's my thought. The person I blame, like the, the person I'm not going to blame, the person I'm going to focus on here mm -hmm. is Tim, is Tim, is uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. Okay. That first Batman movie mm -hmm. was only good because of the performances. Yes. In my opinion, it was only good because of the performances. And the Tim, bat nipples. Tim Burton has said that he has never read a Batman comic. Mm -hmm. And if you watch that movie, that is more than apparent. Oh, yeah. My issue is you don't have to... You, if you're adapting a property, mm -hmm. you must be faithful mm -hmm. to the property. Right. I did... You know, if I go to see Infinity War, mm -hmm. I don't want the Infinity Gauntlet on the screen. I don't want that comic book series on the screen, okay? Mm -hmm. But I want you to be faithful to the material, right. faithful to the genre, faithful mm -hmm. to what is written, right? okay? You can do your own shit with it, mm -hmm. and they did, That's, yeah. but that is, that is at its core a Marvel film, mm -hmm. okay? The problem is, is too many of these directors don't care about where it came from. Don't Zack care Snyder. about. Zack Snyder is a great music video director. That's why I love Sucker Punch. He has a Sucker very. Sucker Punch was a two hour long music video. He has a very specific aesthetic. He has mm -hmm. a very specific idea for how things should look, how they should move, how they should, you know, his use of color. But And horses. He can't make a good movie. Right. Because. He's he's literally all sizzle, no steak. Mm -hmm. Look at Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. Certain properties apply to the Tim Burton aesthetic better than others. Uh -huh. um, why wasn't Sweeney Todd any good? Because Tim Burton, A, felt shackled in 
who he could cast as what he wanted. What he he didn't right. feel shackled. He his shackled himself. Wives. He wanted his two wives in it, and he mm-hmm. wanted you know very. But also, this he Johnny had Depp and he clearly had disdain mm-hmm. for the piece. Right. And he's done that before. He clearly had disdain for Batman. He clearly had disdain for Planet of the Apes. And he mm-hmm. clearly had disdain for Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of these people that's like, well, I don't like Broadway musicals. Okay, then why are you fucking yeah. adapting one? Because um, he likes the dark Victorian aesthetic. Yes, but guess what? It, it, you could do you could, something else in that aesthetic. Like Batman. Batman. Yeah. So but what, what, I, I think yeah. that people are... are, are they're so pretentious that yeah. they think they know more mm-hmm. than the people that created the property. Yeah. And when you're doing genre, when you're oh, doing I have a meme about this. When you're doing science fiction, when you're doing yeah. fantasy, when you're doing comic books, when you're doing anime adaptations, you're dealing with established motifs. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with est- you're dealing with rules. Mm-hmm. And when you take that property and you not only break the rules but show total and utter disdain yeah. for the rules, you alienate your mm-hmm. audience. Also, even if it's not an even if you're not a fan, let's mm-hmm. say you're not a fan. Let's say you're not a let's say, I don't know a goddamn thing about Batman. Right. People want you to make a Batman movie because of the good things about Batman. Mm-hmm. If you make a Batman movie without the good things about Batman, you're, you have not made a good Batman movie. Right. Thus, you have not effectively communicated that mm-hmm. property. That is why I think I think some directors are so fucking pretentious yeah. that they think they know more than people who are more creative than them. Yeah. If you want to make a movie about something... Don't use a property to do it. No matter. I, I mean, I yeah. don't care if they paid you. It just. It just. That's. That's why I think. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. That's one of my biggest issues with M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender is he pretended to know anything no! about Avatar and he did not at all. And that movie turned into a giant pile of shit. Like it's not even the things that he didn't include. There's like. There's things that people talk about with that movie all the time, but the biggest thing is clearly this dude never watched a single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender before he decided to take on this project for whatever reason. I agree. It's a good good show, too. It's a great show, and they just released it on Blu-ray. All right, so um, thanks, Jackie, for that one. Um, also, she has... Um, so her 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 Twitter question I think is going to be uh, is not going to be a question yeah. it's going to be an episode yeah because her question is what are your most anticipated summer movies for this year what's going to be a flop what's going to be amazing mm-hmm. uh, like we did in 2016 that's an entire that's an episode that's of an going episode. through the movies that are coming out yeah and saying so what we're excited about um, yeah. Jacqueline we'll have you over yeah for that we'll have you over for that episode yay I cherish every. Every time that I get to display my woeful lack of knowledge on anything movie related. <laughs> well, there are some movies that you've probably heard of or will know something Is about. Solo a summer movie? Uh, it's, it's like the be- beginning of the beginning summer Beginning of the summer, sure. I'm looking forward to that. Because it's Memorial Day weekend. That's, Memorial Day weekend is typically when summer blockbusters yeah, first start. That's the end of my input for right now. Such a douche. Let's just go through the list someday and I'll tell you what sounds cool to me. Okay. 
So, you know, I'll, like we did in 2016. We're, we're going to move on, and now we'll move <clears throat> on to really 2016. Uh, I think it was 20. It was the, it was what the films of 2017, right? The well, we did the full year. It, we did it, it the full year because we did like huh. it was it was like December of 2016. So we've been um, doing this a little while, huh? We have been. So now we'll move on to our next uh, piece of mail, which of course is from Sam. Sam comes to us uh, from our Facebook page, and he's got two questions as well. Um, but let's just take a minute and revel in Sam. It doesn't get old, does it? No, it never does. No. All right, so... They spell color with a U. Yes, they do. So Sam asks, The phrase, jumping the shark, is one I have no doubt that you know. My question for you guys is, do you have a particular memorable moment in a long-running TV or movie series where you feel the show has jumped the shark as you were concerned and you stopped watching? When they killed Carl on The Walking Dead. Oh, you're not even fucking around. You're just going mm. right to it, huh? I mean, just straight up, he's the main character of the source material. Oh, geez, tied it back to Jacqueline. <laughs> right. Main character of the source material. He's important because he's the lens by which we, the audience, were able to re- view and identify with things. He was mm. the character you're supposed to, like, watch go down this path that now he's never going to be able to. And... God, I wish that I could convince Brian and M to also stop watching because we've all said for the past couple seasons we want to stop watching. Mm-hmm. We don't care about it anymore. Yeah. And now that maybe, maybe we just watching. got to the end and they're attempting to still do everything else, you know, relevant to the source material. Like, I guess the episode's been out for a little while, so everyone who cares already knows that they straight up could have just killed Negan there and been done with it and ended the fucking series, but they kept him alive and they kept him a prisoner just like they did in the comics. But contrary to in the comics, you don't get to see Carl starting to turn into like the governor, mm-hmm. which is a really important thing because now he's dead. Just in the fucking series already. That's that. That's fair. Joseph? Um, I've stopped watching a lot of shows not because they jumped the shark, but just because I've, I've gotten sick of them. Like Walking Dead. I quit Walking Dead a long time ago. Um, but the show that I have quit now because I tried to stick with it for a very long time and just keeps going, but they have jumped the shark several times. is Supernatural. I've um, never even started. Supernatural has jumped the shark. I mean, there are so many I like Castiel better when he was called John Constantine. <laughs> but there's like... The the every series finale is them, or season finale is them <laughs> doing something to. Aren't they just, up to like super duper secret hell now? They're 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 like, they're killing the ultra devil this week. And it's they they everyone every every season finale one of them dies, but then they really come back. And like there was one where like they killed death, and they do all this, and one of them becomes a demon, and then one of them is like it's just fucking. They completely the the show format. The reason I liked the show was because it was Monster of the Week. It was, they're gone and they're investigating these paranormal things. And now it's just like, when they started to focus too much on angels and demons and that became the whole thing, 
was when I first started to pull back a little bit, and then they introduced these Leviathan things that I was like, this is a really fucking shitty storyline, and I hate it. And they're just... They brought in uh, Crowley's mom, and they did all that. It was so fucking... That's just so fucking bad. And I... I I watched it for too long. I should have stopped a while before. That's bad. Incidentally, he, the the uh, conjurer's name is properly pronounced Alistair Crawley. Right, but the the guy who took over for the devil and became I know, his, I know, I'm his, just and he's like, Badger from Firefly. Bringing it back to that. So I th- I liked him. I I don't know if this is a jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the event that really made me just lose interest. Yeah, was when um, was when Mulder left X Files. Okay, I mean, and then they brought in Terminator too. Right, <sighs> just be done. Mm-hmm. You're done. Just just be done. Just be done. That was also uh, similar to that a show that I own every season on DVD mm-hmm. of and love completely is Castle. Mm-hmm. And in their last season, they tried to make it fresh by introducing this new character who I prayed every episode would just fucking go die because they were trying to, like, make it new and fresh and have this new face. And it was just like, just fucking stop. Just fucking I another do one, like Castle. Yeah, another one is um, when Ricky Schroeder joined in NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. That really bugged me, too. All right, uh, Sam's second question. Who or what out there in the media, TV show, movie franchise, director, actor, just needs to stop and disappear? Who or what has really outstayed their welcome now? Tim Burton. James Cameron. Oh, man. I was going to just straight up go with the Transformers movies, but you had to snipe me on it. No, that's Michael Bay. Oh, shit. Then Michael Bay Transformer movies. Um, I think that, um, yeah, I, I just, I really... You remember the time that the future robots were knights and they had a future sword? Remember that time James Cameron said that Terminator Genesis was going to be the greatest movie in in the Terminator franchise? Yeah, but didn't he also like put together that undersea exploration team that actually did some really good research and work on yeah, the Titanic? Yeah, he can do he Titanic? can do science all he fucking wants. He should stop being in the entertainment industry. Go fucking explore the Marianas Trench in your submarine all you fucking want, James Cameron. In fact, go stay down there, you motherfucker. So when Marinara Trench, when fucking when when James Cameron, and yeah, this is ham fisted, but I just want to do it. When James Cameron said the whole thing about like Avengers fatigue, yeah. It reminded me of the only funny line in Billy Madison. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. Now, you know what? It, it seems to be kind of tropey to hate on Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler movies. Oh, I despise but, Adam Sandler movies. But, I mean, he's still one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid actors around. Yeah, and Donald Trump's president. And uh, he's, but not, he, uh, he's not near the top of that list anymore. He, well, he used to be. He yeah. just has, He's. I mean, he's making money off his production company. Yeah, and you know what? You can't really fault him. The movies might not be that great, but 
he still gets to go on tropical Hawaiian vacations he, he makes with his with good his buddies. So that they can all go on vacation Exactly. And it's, it's fun. If I could live that life, I would. Sure. You would hate my movies, but fuck you, I'm rich and in Hawaii. Yeah. Which I suppose is not the best place to be right now since they're all in lava. Since it's going to explode. It's not going to explode. That's not how they work there. Oh, it... Okay. It's, it's the lava is gonna. Yes, but the moment that the water table is higher than the lava table, and uh, the it's... lava starts to super cool, um, it will then start spewing ballistic rock that's all not, over the place. Not what's they just need happen. to restore the heart of Tafiti. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well not what's gonna happen. <laughs> all right. So um, the real problems: the jackasses that built new developments on top of old lava tubes, which they're not supposed to be able to do. Correct. But some. Some fucking engineer somewhere signed off on it just to get some of that sweet, sweet money. And now those are the developments that are fissuring and collapsing in with all the new seismic activity. Correct. All right. So that... Fuck you, I know shit. Word. Um, Speaking of you knowing shit, I guess we're able to move on now. This is Gonzo's Black Magic Corner. Gonzo. Have you summoned the demons? Have you summoned the demons? Zozo? Who? Zozo the demon. He's in the Ouija boards. No, Pazuzu is in the in, <laughs> no, no. in the Ouija boards. And Pazuzu was the demon in uh in the Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, no, Zozo's from the Ouija board movie. Sponsored I thought by, Zozo was sponsored by Hasbro or Mattel or whoever. But I thought Zozo no, was the uh, signature of uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Zozo. Yeah. No, it's Zozo. It is yeah, Zozo. Yeah. And that's the only one that nobody actually knows because Jimmy Page is fucking full of it. Yeah. But, uh, n- no. However, I am now looking skywards. Yes. So, yes. So we'll see if I pick anything up. Maybe on an that. Elder God, perhaps? I don't know. I got, I got the setup at home recording right now, so who knows what's going to crop up. Gonzo's okay. got access to uh, satellites now. No, they're, they're public. It's public. Um, He's just anybody can to do control it. control the weather. Uh, that's not that'd be harp, and I don't have a setup for that. <laughs> that's a little higher frequency Yet. than I got. But uh, yeah, so it turns out that uh, taking an interest in these things also makes YouTube think that you're interested in a lot of ham radio, which you know I guess is kind of interesting. I could get interested in it. Do you have a trucker but, call sign? No, that's CB, not ham. <laughs> oh, you need a ham radio's call sign, though, too. Yeah, well, I would need to be licensed if I was transmitting. That is true. However, I'm not transmitting. I'm just listening. Correct. Like Spider-Man. Which you do not need a license for. Correct. Though what's really weird is when you start going through the military band and you start hearing some people with not English speaking on it, and you're like, what am I even listening to? This is clearly bouncing off something, though I learned an interesting phenomenon, which is there will be pirate groups like, oh, or, I'm sure that hijack satellites as repeaters to talk to each other. Hmm. So they just trans because uh, some satellites are just set to mm-hmm. constantly repeat whatever goes into them. So they'll hijack that and uh, the black pearl. <laughs> I mean, so maybe that's what I was hearing, or it could have just been something else being reflected somewhere, bouncing through the atmosphere. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so it turns out that when you start watching ham radio videos, all of a sudden YouTube now decides that oh, clearly you're interested in conspiracy theories and doomsday prepping. <laughs> and that's about when I go, okay, YouTube, I see what you're doing, and trust me, I like some of these document, like these documentaries on like the Dilatov Pass incident. That's cool as shit. I know it's not the ghosts that you think it was, but like, 
I the guess donkey this is lady. cool. <laughs> the donkey lady. The donkey lady. She's on the Mexican border. You pull your car over, and then she bangs her hooves on your on your hood. Are is she related a, to Chupacabra? I think Possibly. no, no. That sounds close to a Jersey Devil scenario. I see. She was a lady that was in a fire, and so her <laughs> hands turned into hooves, and then she grew donkey ears for some reason. Now she bangs on the hoods of people's cars. I, I don't know what that is, but She's I should I should look that up. Mexican donkey lady. I'll look that one up. If you make sure you use the right search terms, because if you search Mexican donkey and lady, sometimes other things might come up. Hey, your your ads are invading. Yeah, evidently, Mexican donkey lady. Hey, there she is. Yeah. Are you sure that's? Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's a Mexican donkey. The donkey lady of San Antonio. San Antonio. It's a San Antonio donkey lady. Okay. You, I like I like cryptids. You made sure your uh, safe search was on. No. Okay, that could. I'm I'm gonna stop yeah. looking at the computer screen. Now. <laughs> Only one of us needs to see that. I like cryptids. Cryptids are cool. Well, yeah, you're into the the monsters. spooky monsters. Well, you do have a thing for giant talking monkeys. So. Hey, but look at that! I successfully segued Gonzo's Black Magic Corner into let's just talk about creepy nerd shit. So that's right. Last podcast on the left, we're coming for you. So. My there's rant, three of you, there's three of us. My rant today is this. I don't have a rant. And here's why I don't have a rant. Because I started writing a rant, and it got to be really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I figure, we have enough heavy with Doug writing heavy shit. So hey, Doug was good well, these we last also, two with, weeks. With Jacqueline's question, you got a pretty decent rant in on there about yeah, some nerd shit. I did. So um, I'm going to, um, if I do rants, um, I, I'm, I'm going to really try to keep them... Um, specific to what we do as opposed to just kind of like you know just and regardless of what you ran about as soon as you turn my mic back on i'm going to say all things are possible through the power of our lord jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) so next week um i told joe this i don't know if i told you this um next week the plan is to have a uh a guest here um, Do I know this guest? No, you don't. You've oh, never shit. met him before. All right. Um, we're going to be doing some switching. The plan is to, um, I don't know if it's next week or I think we're going to try to do it next week. Um, my friend Jordan from uh, Table to Stage podcast uh, will be here. I'm going to be doing a um, his podcast um, not only to promote, so couch. Are we just trading you two effectively. Uh, well, so no, you but, won't be. Here. No, I will be, be here. here. No, I will be here. But it's effectively to not only promote um, wife swap my show. That's you know the uh, the the play that's coming up um, for those in the Connecticut area. Um, if audition, come audition for Sweeney Todd yeah. in Cerullo Summer Theater in Windsor, in Windsor Connecticut. It's gonna be good. Um, take a look at uh, at. Uh, We'll link uh, we'll link audition information on the, on the Couch Crouch's Facebook page. Yeah, but um, yeah, so we're not only going to promote that, but I'm promoting the the podcast as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about stuff. So he'll be on. He's very interesting. He's a lot of fun. He thinks we're hysterical. So and he um, he uh, pimps our podcast every you know on his episodes. So uh, appreciate he's, it. He's definitely a friend of the show. But uh, after that, I also think that our next one after that should be the one with Jacqueline. Jacqueline, talking about movies? Where we talk about movies. Because that'll be the week Solo comes out, I believe. Right. And then we're going to have to but figure something out. But then I can talk about being hyped that Solo is going to come out in the summer season. Correct. But then we have to, uh, we'll have actually, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do because rehearsals will start. Right. And I think what's going to end up happening there is we're going to see probably more 
special episodes like defending bad movies mm, what or rehearsals usually are they Monday, Monday through Friday Monday through Friday but it depends oh, yeah, on they are all the work calls on Saturday yeah so Jesus, I forgot that we switched to that yeah but that being said you know we will still get content this is out why there I drink yeah we'll still get content out there if I have to just bring up bring the recorder to rehearsals and the three of us sit down and bullshit back, for a little while I can bring back the fake podcast that I started just for myself driving with Joe where I just record myself talking on the drive home from rehearsals and we can upload that if that's what has to happen <laughs> so but we will get content out to you this summer it's gonna happen we're still doing weekly content I mean, again even if I just have to sit here and bitch and moan or something I mean we'll figure it out um, but as always, if there are things you'd like to hear about or you things you want to talk about, you out. there you go. Well, I do or to angry up the blood, uh, Joe, <laughs> how can they get in touch with us? If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at couchgrouches at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at couchgrouches. You can find us on Instagram at couchgrouches. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash couchgrouches. It's really easy to contact us on Facebook. There's a big old button that says message and there's a smaller button that says email. And uh, if you want us to really read something, then uh, send us a five-star review on iTunes or send us a, a review on Podbean, and we'll, uh, we'll check things out there. Or, you know, you could summon up a demon yourself, tell it to send us a message, send it my way. That'll two birds, one stone. Or I guess since I just got into this radio nerd bullshit... Just I don't know. Shot it at a satellite or something. Hook up a illegal pirate broadcasting station, and uh, I'm sure I'll find you. I just kind of scan through everything. I'm the king of the swing of <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I figured we ended. We, we started with a different oh, uh, this theme is, this song. This is our end. This theme. is our out. Right. This is our I was out. Confused. All right. So, uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> For Couch Grouches, this is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gonzo. Fuck on, audience. I mean, I'm just entranced by this. I don't got anything else Befa! to say.